Hello, TCP viewers and listeners. Crouches, it's 2.47. It's another episode, another week. The show where we talk about the new Minions movie. The show where we review Morbius as well. Still haven't seen it. Is that, the new, uh, is the that show, today's title? More the show of an episode? Where, we, where we discuss the entire Bong Joe charge for probably two hours. Could be. <laughs> you guys reckon? Don't know. Could be, folks. This may be a doozy. Better strap in. The show where we talk about what new games Yiska is playing, which is just one new game. Hey, I'm playing the a show, new game. Are you? What, what game? I, don't, I bought Wilder Myth. I don't know if anybody's heard about that. Wilder Myth. Quite good. Not, Pleasantly surprised. Not. A little turn based, uh, story rich kind of game. I emphasize story rich. Um, it's like procedurally generated as well, where like each like campaign is slightly different from the last. And yeah, it's it's cute. It's combat wise, it's when kind of boring. Turn based. When you say turn based, I, I I actually think um, Overwatch League for some teams is a turn based game. If you think about I it, would, for example, I would say that. For example, last year it was Paris's turn to be like a good underdog team, mm-hmm. and now it's London's turn. It's a turn based game for those. Yeah, everybody takes turns. Oh, um, so. Vancouver was out of moves and therefore couldn't make that turn onto the payload? Yeah, we skipped them. You know how like in like in Uno, like there's a skip card, we just kept skipping over oh, them and shit. they just haven't been able to take a turn in a minute. So Damn. It's like when you played Divinity Original Sin two, or maybe mm-hmm. even one, I haven't played one, and you get CC'd on your before your next turn, and then you just your turn just gets skipped and you just get yep. moved to the to the back of the queue again. That's mm-hmm. that's the Vancouver Titans for two years in a row. Um, they got stunned last year, and so they they missed their turn. They didn't get to have a turn. Uh, it feels so like they... for Toronto, it feels like they just always do yeah. about fifty percent damage most of the time. Like no, they're no, just wait, permanently no, they weakened. Their turn early. They play their turn, and they're like, I've ah, got like, okay. Now okay. we're turning this. We're turning this a Hearthstone now. I've still got like five <laughs> cards and like three mana left. Oh, I'm just gonna skip. Just gonna skip. <laughs> and turn pass. I feel like Toronto playing, has skipped five they're... seasons now. They think I would they're say playing so. Legends of Room Terror where you save mana and they don't realize they're actually playing <laughs> and you don't. So yep. they're just leaving resources on the table, it feels like most of the time. There's no there's no counterplay there. Can't counterplay speaking stupidity. Of, speaking of turns, uh bit of the turn of the ages here with BlizzCon returning in 2023. Yeah. Which I'm quite excited about. I might finally get to go to a BlizzCon. How crazy Dude, is that? Hopefully. Never, I've That'd legitimately be sick. never been to one. I thought and it was I'm over, determined man. To, you, you thought, thought it, was, it over? was over? I thought that was, was a legitimate case where they might not want to bring it back. Sure. I can see that. But because of Microsoft Con. Welcome to Xbox Con. I mean, A, a it sort of like required you to be able to roll out novel information once a year. Um Sure. And that has been a little bit of an issue in terms of their development seconds recently. I feel like they had pretty dead spaces. Like the last two would have probably sucked. Um, yeah. But like, I, I, yeah. I didn't know if like in-person events like that would be that appealing again or if like virtual experiences or something like this would much rather be the case and you just like come out with, like there's no AppleCon, you know? Like, do you just announce sure, when, whenever yeah. shit is ready, you know? Don't they have, like, a I mean, keynote what would, thing? What would an Apple Con be? Everyone just brings their iPhone and they... Yeah. 
what masturbate to it? What do, what do they do? I don't know. I, I think for you, you just you just have, you just com- conduct a group circle jerk, different circle jerks. Just, I love I love iPhones. Oh Max! Everybody slides the lights up and down on their phones. You know, <laughs> raises the the volume on their Apple speakers. Uh, but um, no, I don't think there's going to be an issue with um yeah. content to reveal because after. In 2023, we're like, I think safe to assume BlizzCon 2023, November, they go back to the same, yeah, same scheduling, date. right? Uh, by November, Overwatch 2 is already out, plus the PvP is out, PvE is out, yep. uh, Diablo 4 is probably out. It would not be difficult to, because those are both live service games announced to be live service games, mm-hmm. um, it would not be difficult to. I don't know. At BlizzCon, just be like here's what we're working on next yeah. for this thing, just like how they give announced it a, a new it a name. WoW expansion or like yeah. a new big boy WoW patch. Like yep. now you get to do this thing in World of Warcraft every BlizzCon. Like you can just do yeah. that. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's a big issue. Yeah, they've definitely got a, a slew of things. Um, and next to that, like it, it opens up the possibility of of you know, I'll, they've always had a stage and a you know a digital footprint to announce things um but i think we also have to look at you know activision blizzard and now you know under microsoft's banner is you know producing other ips and you know expanding some of these universes like what else does overwatch do we've seen i think it's uh there's like a new like mobile warcraft game that like came out to like a sputter of interest um something yeah there, I don't know if it's an released yet, but it was. It's at least announced. I can tell you the name. Hold on one second. Um, well, they acquired a whole new correct. development studio. The, 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 the spell game. The spell. The I know what you're game. talking about. It's yeah, something. and um, and um, it was rumored that they acquired that entire studio with a hundred employees, by the way. Yeah. To for, develop some wow, sort of right? console or potential oh, okay. for wow, either for console or like for maybe phones or, or some sort of like. Mm control scheme because they they did a really good controls their project for the like i, I, I cannot remember spell break spell break there you go the yeah. the concept of spell break was like you know like a real-time mm-hmm. action spell slinging kind of game it was it's pretty good it never took off i think the marketing probably wasn't good enough and maybe it just isn't the type of game that zoom is like but uh, concept conceptually it's great so i i'm yeah. actually i think that's a great acquisition uh, from studio perspective um Okay, but but things actually did happen this week. Yes. yes. Uh, we we had the whole BlizzCon thing written down. I don't think there's too much to say about it, which is why we might as well just like banter about it during the the intro because it's not a lot to really. Dive Ideally, into it, this I think this is what the people want to know. Ideally, we can we can pay for a ticket for this German curmudgeon to get out here, and maybe we do some live shit. You know, maybe we get like a live recording. How maybe. cute of you guys to expect me to be led inside. <laughs> you don't need to be let inside to be in a hotel room with a camera, bud. Yeah, I guess we can. We can do yeah, some. What uh, are, you, are you fucking Richard Lewis? Are you banned? Yeah, he's he's like- gonna get he's shadow banned from all Activision Blizzard events. You know, they they have him on a short list. They're like, mm, no, this Sasha guy, yeah, can't come in. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it's it's going to be that bad. But like, if you want to do some jackass stuff, like, yeah, I guess we can. Can do whatever um, you want to do, bud. And a new patch to drop. Contenders right. started again. I actually did my first contenders cast of the year today. 
on oh, yeah. the oh, live yeah. beta patch, which includes Junker Queen and all the Mario stuff. So that's that's a conversation and uh, some interesting mm-hmm. stuff. And then obviously there's the big conversation around all the all the Hawaii logistics that has been up on people's minds lately. So uh, plenty For to sure. talk about, I think. Mm-hmm. So shall we get into it? 247, brought to you by Avril Vista Bebe, Battle Crab, Refined Bean, Bronze Bot Buha, Charing, Philadelphia's more of a stage 3 team anyway, Chris R34444. By the way, that means that they don't think Philadelphia is going to do anything yeah. in the mid-season tournament, because we're already talking about stage 3. So now it happens. Cash 67, Lolshin, Porkchop, Sammy, Rex, Anvil, Mel Smooth Nuts, and Your Misery, with uh, YouTube members, Ice Jello, William, Jesse, Vishman, Free Element 6, AK, and Chris R. Okay. First... Thing to talk about mm. is might as well get this one out of the way uh i guess we'll do the patch first sure it's it's like the most recent thing there's been a lot of pushback a lot of takes on the internet some mm. that i think are good takes a lot that i think are just trash takes um a lot of crying and whinging on the internet i think that's really Ooh, what most word. people whinging. um do on the internet. Imagine this. God, I'm not religious by the way, but God gave us thumbs. Hmm? And with those thumbs, Good. we created the internet so that people can go on Battle.net and cry. That's what we did with thumbs. How sad. <laughs> could be on Mars right now. We could be we could have colonized the solar system, but no. Instead we're on Battle.net crying is what we're doing. That's what humanity does today. Um Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of takes. There's been a lot of reactions in opposite direction. This is the, unfortunately, the plight of Blizzard Entertainment, where mm-hmm. you don't know what the hell you can do about this situation because you look at, you 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 work at a kindergarten, you walk in, you're, you're a preschool teacher because you have to deal with children, and you, you look around you and there's like two separate groups of children and they're all fucking whining and crying and they don't have their pacifiers on. Mm-hmm. and you know all of that kind of going on uh, on a one hand you have all the play players who they're not very good they have no idea what the hell they're doing but they're very entitled and they have a very loud voice because uh they think they do know what they're talking about on the other hand you have the good players who mostly they they probably have slightly better takes but they're like entitled in the other direction and they have the mm-hmm. opposite takes to the plebs and they just basically you have two sides which are completely in opposition and both think they're extremely correct i still think the uh, the good players are slightly more correct for the most part but uh i'm, I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're always correct there's definitely no. stuff that they've complained about that is that is like oh, it's not a big deal guys you guys are being a little you guys are being a little bitchy about this yeah. so imagine being a blizzard dev and you look at this and you just have like <laughs> multiple groups of people mm-hmm. who are all crying as hard as possible and they all think they're absolutely correct what the hell do you do that's like an impossible task to manage almost right you have a an intern attempt to sift through it all to find yeah. some th- thread of commonality right well, if, like if you're a reasonable person if you're a reasonable person you 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 probably read everyone a bedtime story and you know you t- oh it's okay little timmy you know uh but and thankfully it's not me because if it was me i'm going full anakin skywalker I, I ain't holding back you know i'm fucking ripping that lightsaber out there they're done they're all done Kill the Padawans. Uh, relevant, relevant because I just finished Kenobi, and yeah, that show did suck. So, <laughs> shout out to the real ones who saw Kenobi and thought it sucked. Oh, I thought, yeah, okay. I thought we we're talking about some. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Happy birthday! By the way, thinking. 
Yes. Happy birthday to friend of the show and uh yes. Andrew's cast. Happy oh. birthday. Alright guys, uh what patch are we gonna yeah. out? Do we just read the patch notes out? Do we start reacting to it straight away? Uh sure, why don't we just why, why don't we just like go over the, the important stuff? Let's forget about the, the non important stuff. Let's just go over the only the important stuff, which is the Moira rework. There's there's hmm. some mercy stuff in there, but I don't who really who cares? Um, yeah. here's one. Here's one. I'll tell you what. There's one good thing that came out of the recent patch notes. Um, it made the Mercy players cry even harder, and that pleases me. And we had comments like, "I'm not gonna play Mercy anymore." I'm like, "Good, thank God." Hey, please, please fuck with Mercy more. The more you fuck with Mercy, and the more people start playing her, the more it pleases me. So, in my opinion, great job, <laughs> amazing. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going, guys. You're doing the good thing here. To uh, echo the positivity on the Mercy front. I if I'm understanding this correctly, I think this is, if anything, like helpful. So it's not just strictly vertical. Like you can change the directional input. So why of how are the your GA mercy players? I don't know. They it. just don't understand What's it. Their I'm problem? guessing they they do not understand what this is, they, how they're supposed to use. Are it. they being are they being elitist now? Which is the biggest irony in the world. Like, <laughs> mercy players being elitist yeah. is is like. What would what even I I wish I had a witty comparison. I wish I had a witty analogy right now, but I don't. So somebody else step in. Like what? Do you know what I mean? Like an imagine an kind elitist of? Moira. Uh, Moira. We'll talk about Moira. An elitist Mercy player. That's like I don't know. What is it? Like God damn. It's like being sweaty over cup stacking. Like, I don't it's know. It's like being. It's like it's like you work at a fast food restaurant. As like a, a burger flipper, you walk into a Michelin star restaurant and you yep. tell the chefs how to cook or right. some shit like that. You're being like right. elitist about your cooking, but you're a fucking burger flipper at a Michelin star restaurant. Shut the fuck up. That's what that is. Um, no, I don't, I don't know what their issue is. I don't know. Like what they yeah, made, no, they made mercy really. more, more, um, they made her more accessible and that's a problem. I don't understand. I don't play mercy. Who does? Uh, well, apparently a lot of people, but hopefully less now, hopefully less of them now. Um, <laughs> I'm in a mood today. I'm pissed off. I'm. I'm in a, hey, hey, that's my default. I'm fire a, away! Default Almost didn't notice mood today. <laughs> uh, I'm angry at the world. I'm angry that God gave us thumbs and we decided to do this. That's what I'm angry about. You know. Uh, yeah. I, still not. Re I'm still not religious, but uh, you know. Sure. Metaphorically, sure, sure. Like, so. Um, I think there's always going to be like a certain subset of people that hate change. I think mm -hmm. that's that's mostly it's a calcification of it. It does suck if if a particular mechanic that you didn't like. I honestly like. I kind of not like super jumps. You know, like I, 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 from an elitist point of view, I'm almost like, oh, why would you, did we have to make it easy? You know, why did we sure. need to modulize everything? Um, because Blizzard see it as a bug, and I think. To their credit, they they would rather they want to fix the bug and try and make it a real feature rather than just leave it as a bug. I I right. don't again. I'm not I'm not gonna pretend I know from the engineering side what it all means sure. on the back end. But there's a chance as well that because it is a bug and not a feature, that if you mess with some stuff, the bug will actually be broken. Which is funny because a bug is broken, but it'd be more broken. The point where the bug doesn't do what the bug is supposed to do. And so if you treat a bug like a feature, then you really should just make it a feature, right? Yeah. Is, is my line of thinking. And I don't know if... I, I assume that maybe is along the lines of what the devs are trying to do as well. 
Makes sense, yeah. So that's what this is all about. The the thing is, like, if you go down uh, Blizzard history, you will find that some of the best mechanics just semantically changed from bug to feature. You know? Like, almost everything that makes StarCraft 1 interesting was not intended to be (laughs) in the game. Right. So I, I remember I had like in 2015, I had like a thing what like Overwatch needs in order to succeed. And one of the points was don't touch things that accidentally are ex- excellent and fix them. And I was hella pissed that we got le- rid of uh, Genji ledge dashing. Sure. Being a little, little is that triple head, jumping? Right? Is that the triple jump? No, it's the Genji ledge dash. Ledge dash was like when you, like you know, Genji can walk up walls, and then as you yep. go past the surface, you can dash. Walk up walls. And uh, sorry, Genji. And like, um, as you go past the ledge and dash, it had ridiculous uh velocity behind it. Like you could, mm. you could basically get into streets from spawn. Uh, ask Genji. Right. That, that sounds kind of shitty. That that problem, the problem with that is the problem with that is now we're talking about abusing bugs to do unintended things. Sure. Yeah. Right. That's, but that, if that the, gets in, into a really. If the unintended thing is enriching gameplay, then I don't have an is issue. Sometimes, I mean, that, sometimes that was a little mega dash just sends you across the map. Is that really enriching gameplay? That doesn't. It, sound it was a little me. heavy, but it increased the points of attack for Genji in particular a lot. It caused some issues, but like it, it's probably also a bad example. But they, they definitely, like there are way uh, okay. situations where like you accidentally find something that improves, like that wasn't intended by the developer, but that improves the mm-hmm. experience overall, right? Could could we say maybe like the Winston stall spots from yesteryear maybe is is a good example? I mean, even though you could argue that no, because. Those aren't healthy for the game either. Like stalling on the roof is so is is definitely unintended. It's not good sure. for the game, in my opinion. I feel like, legitimately, uh, got, sorry, um, super jumping for mercy was one of the best mm-hmm. ones because it actually added yeah. a lot of skill uh, expression to a otherwise yep. pretty simple character, and Correct. to like th- that differentiated great mercies from bad ones, right? Like that was something mm-hmm. that we talked about in season one. Like it was just a good thing that was never intended, but also like really added to the survivability, and you you could tell like who mastered that shit and who didn't, and those sure. like seem seem the like the best ways. Where now like just having that to be too reliable, too obvious. I don't know. Like I understand that this is exactly what Blizzard does with everything, where like you get rid of CSing in Hots, right? No, like we mm-hmm. like CSing, like <laughs> you know, so. Can I just say again, the community reaction is just so weird because I feel like the same people that complain about them making Mercy more accessible by making the shit easy are the same people that are like, well, you know, Overwatch is meant to be an accessible game. That's why I play Mercy. Like, like so, and now you're being elitist about it. It's like, yeah. holy shit. I stop. You're, you're like a pot calling the kettle black over here. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, just hype the fuck down. What do you? Th- what hero do you think you're playing here? Like, are you? Are you joking? I look. I. I. I think Super Jump was a was a to the credit of Mercy, like a great skill expression ability as well. Mm-hmm. But I also fully understand. I think I fully understand why they are doing this. Why they are changing it up. 
I don't know if there's a better way to do this where they get to keep some of the difficulty in it while making it more consistent or at least making it feature not a bug. I don't know. I don't know enough about engineering or how the development process of that works. So yeah. I'm not going to pretend to. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, again, the these changes that they've listed about having GA, um, once you cancel it, you can change direction so it's not just completely vertical now. Like, it, it seems like a buff. It seems like it's accessible in a sense that it's not as jerky or abusable as it was, I think, last patch. You had people literally bouncing around and... Uh, that's obviously not intended. Oh, that's a, that's broken. Yeah, that's a bug. That's, sure, that's a bro. Yeah, of course. But that, the um, orphan diving shit from the lot. No, 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 yeah, no. What the hell is that? That's not. That's Holy not crap. intended at all. Um, but even then, like having people being kind of confused as to why they're just kind of bouncing up once they're they reach the end of GA also felt kind of clunky, and it's something that I think we talked about as well. Um, some some way to implement it in a way that uh, felt a little bit more fluid, felt a little bit more streamlined. And this not only kind of meets that goal, at least and, and you know, on paper, it seems like it's it's meeting that goal, but it also adds a little bit more skill expression as well. So where you're, you know, not just going in a set direction, but maybe you can like spin around a corner. I don't know exactly how it plays, but it seems like it adds a little bit more utility to it as well. So it, it on paper, it seems like it's actually a, a minor buff to her mobility of the super jump rather Probably, than yeah. like removing any kind of utility or making this harder to understand. I, yeah. I don't understand why there are people complaining about this. This seems like a net good thing. I don't know. It seems weird. Uh, it's like Jessica said, right? Like people just want to complain or yeah, something. They want to complain. And I think there's also some gatekeeping going on. So Again, the concept of mercy players Let being gatekeepers is yeah, so that's funny to me. <laughs> that is so funny to me. It's just like <laughs> it's like it's like the that's the thirteen year old kid in school that gets bullied by the fourteen year old kid, and now the thirteen year old kid decides to bully the twelve year old kid. That's what that that's what this is. Yeah, hurt um, people hurt people. Ever. I don't know. I don't. Which is why I hurt people because I I'm <laughs> fucking hurt. I, I'm I'm. I'm eternally pissed and angry because mm. I've been repeatedly hurt. Um, let's talk about the actual thing now. I can't believe you guys baited yes. me into talking about mercy for fucking God knows how long. <laughs> um, as if I couldn't hate myself anymore. You know, I, I'm already severely depressed now. Uh, and now I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm going to lie awake and just my eyes open. Um, thinking about mercy and, um, you know, Loving the hero, hating the player base. Let's talk about mm. Moira. Where, fun fact, I only have two golden guns. One of them is on Mercy. Moira. <laughs> That's a true story, by the way. Enfeebling is it really? Is um, it was a, it was a phase. It was a phase, guys. Look, ah, which Mercy? Okay. It's too good. Um, yeah. So we have a new ability on Moira. So the the entire. Mm. Let's just make it. Let's. If you want to read the patch notes. Google it, you'll you'll find it. We're just gonna expedite this conversation a little bit. Uh the the damage orb has been replaced by a new immediately called necrotic orb, which you basically fire this orb in a straight ass line and it travels fairly quickly. I don't know what the exact speed is and I don't know how to measure it, but it's it's a pretty fast projectile. And when it hits any surface or a player, it explodes for a three meter radius impact. Mm -hmm. And every enemy caught in that three meter radius impact has the weakened status effect, the debuff, 
which reduces all damage they deal by 75%, including ultimates, like anything. Yeah. Flats had the tweet, which I quote tweeted, where basically he's just sitting there surviving against a Diva, Diva bomb. bomb. Yeah. Because this D you have a Diva launch her self-destruct, you ne necrotic orb, orb the baby Diva, you put her under weakening, and her self-destruct just deals 75% less damage. Straight mm -hmm. up. Um, the actual damage output of this orb is admittedly, uh, it's admittedly like very light. It's yeah. forty impact and ten explosions, so you have to hit somebody directly with us to actually do damage. It only does fifty damage. Um, and yeah, I, and I'm okay with that because I think I, I've always had a problem with DPS Moira, where the yes. old damage orb you just kind of like fire and forget. It was the most boring, poorly mm -hmm. designed thing ever. You just fire it into a Bouncing stack around of players. And shit. And just watch your ultimate bar go up. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so thankfully they removed that. But mm. let's discuss whether we like this new weakening effect, this new necrotic, necrotic orb. Okay, question. Like, Is it enfeebling orb or necrotic orb? Necrotic orb. They used okay. to call it enfeebling orb. I actually right. think they should have kept it as enfeebling Enfeeble, orb. I feel like that, yeah. that tells you more about what it does than necrotic orb, right? Yeah. That's just what I think, but... Agreed. I think enfeebling is a better name, but regardless, um, concept wise, and we kind of talked about this pre-show a little bit, but to kind of rehash the points, um, concept wise, it makes it, it seems like actually a pretty fun ability. It adds some skill expression to Moira other, you know, outside of that, um, like everyone had mentioned. Damage Orb was a fire and forget ability. You just kind of sent it down a hallway and sometimes it got you random kills and the other team would, you know, say some uh, not nice words to you about that. Um, it seemed very boring. Uh, it was the obvious foil to the healing orb. I get that. But in terms of just like utility and what I deem as an interesting concept to the game, I thought it was actually pretty fucking flat. It was pretty boring. This, however, conceptually seems pretty cool. Numbers wise seems pretty a little overtuned. Um, I'd like to maybe see the radius tightened, maybe the 75% tightened in a little reeled in a little bit maybe not as long as a debuff um but the idea i think adds some counterplay to an otherwise pretty boring hero that's my take on to somebody else <laughs> yes you've had a lot of time uh, experimenting with this <laughs> no i haven't played with it either um okay let me can i can i frame this in the sense that I absolutely believe that this character needs changes and like whatever toying around yes. is in there. Like I think you need to be I think you need to be honest with the audience and admit that you only play the German characters and the <gasps> Swiss characters you don't like. Where's Moira from? No, she's Irish. The, the Irish characters no, like, you don't like. <laughs> Mercy don't is legitimately Swiss. more fun Swiss, than Moira. Yeah. Oh Mercy Swiss? Alright, well Yeah. Yeah. I, I respect this I respect the Swiss a lot less now. <laughs> yes. but mercy is still more fun than moira i just hate moira man like at least in like but is she there's zero good moira metas it all sucks yes but it, it's all boring what about, okay but what about now but what about now with this is, is is this better for the game that forget okay let's we can talk about the num the raw numbers about whether that's mm -hmm. good or bad but in theory is it is this a positive change for moira given that she now is less about like I'm gonna run into your backline with an orb and just right click some dude down. Uh, and I don't know. She now has a debuff instead of just being a straight damage orb, which I mm -hmm. I never felt was like 
never felt right to me. Ditto. That makes yeah, sense. Like, that makes sense. Conceptually, is this is this taking more in the right direction again, without considering the actual numbers because those can still be tuned? Is this yes. the right direction? Here? I would say so personally. Yes, I'm I'm not sure. Like I feel like that's the. It's like. It's not the wrong direction. Okay, how do I explain this? We were definitely in the wrong direction with the massive damage. Like, just the numbers she put out across the board were just dummy things. Yeah. Right? And it has right especially there. been an, an issue at uh, lower levels of play, where she's clearly out... Like, playing Moira in ranked is like... For the vast majority of players, it's like... I could increase my chance to win this game by a significant mm -hmm. amount but i could also they that but at the sacrifice of having any fun whatsoever right and whatever in that regard in that dimension i feel like now she's maybe more fun but i'm not sure how much um yeah it's it's really hard about 20 percent more fun 20 percent more fun. yeah no, I made i'm not mad at that napkin i i feel like right. i feel like that entire kit is built on quicksand and like that's not going to change it and we probably uh, need to, like yeah. she's at minimum as flawed as orisa was like i think what if they gave what if, what if they gave what if they gave moira resurrection okay well now we've got problems now we have issues so now, now so I we all agree like that so we all agree that Riz shouldn't belong in the game, then. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, so I'd, I'd much prefer uh, a different ability for Mercy. If I'm to be completely yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. think it's good. Yeah. Give her like a skill um, shot, heal, like a burst heal or something. I don't know. I think, um, I think, I think you should have to pull out a DDR pad and complete <laughs> like a five second DDR input to successfully mm -hmm. raise someone, just to raise the skill ceiling of the, of the game sure. a little bit, I'm, I'm uh, or that. even floor. I don't know floor. It's floor and ceiling, really. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, and if you if you do it on expert difficulty, whatever that looks like in actual DDR games, you get to mass res. How about that? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be like, oh, this person earned it. You know, that was hard to do. <laughs> that was that was skilled. I'm gonna lie. Um. Okay. No, I actually think uh, for Moira, like this is mm -hmm. the direction is good. I I yes. want I want I want all supports to be more playmaking. Mm -hmm. Type of supports rather than, and here's here's I have a criticism against Zenyatta for this. Well, I, I don't call controversial take Zenyatta is ultimately a pretty good hero. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the lens of like things like Mercy and Moira existing, probably the bar is set a little low, guys. Not gonna lie to you. Um, but Zenyatta is also, I think, conceptually a pretty in some ways a kind of boring hero because he is like. A DPS that heals in, in some ways, yes, uh, way yes. more so than even a BAP. Even though with BAP has got that that ultimate, which really is, is a damage ultimate at the end of the day. Um, I'm I'm also really disliking of uh, damage boosting in this game outside of ultimate. So if it's if it's mm -hmm. nano boost or amplification matrix, okay, what's an ultimate? I get it. But Discord or Blue Beam, nah, man, I'm, I don't yeah, like no. those. So really, there's nothing redeemable about Mercy at all. Um, she has damage boost, yikes. A resurrection, Res. yikes. Mega yikes. Um, and the people that play her are not good human Cringe. beings. So there you go. That's that's triple yikes for me. So, you know, uh, if you're a respectable human being, you you simply don't play heroes like Mercy. Like, it's, it's reserved mm. for people who are not respectable human beings, I think. 
So, um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll die on the show. So, uh, anyway. You know, like, it, my problem with Moira also always has been, like, if someone tells me, like, Fielder is so good on Moira, man. Like, he... Yeah, what does that mean? So, what, what is like, it, like, explain like, that. That's, that like, saying to me that we generally watch, like, tennis, and then yeah. you tell me, like, someone is very good at badminton. I don't give a fuck. There's five <laughs> people in the world who give a fuck about that. Like... I, I mean, okay, that, that's fair. I thought you were going to take it in a direction like, bro, this yes. guy's really good at breathing. The way he opens his mouth and inhales <laughs> air and then exhales it, bro, this guy's really he's, Hey, dude, that's crazy. This guy's, bro, have you seen this guy sleep? He closes his eyes and he his consciousness leaves. Holy fuck. Do you, do you guys really know what T-ball is? Does, does the term T-ball make sense to you? Yes, it's when it's softball, but the ball is on a tee. It's like it's on like a yeah, it's on like a little stand yep. that you just hit. Yeah, when when somebody comes up to me like just saying and it's like yeah, bro, like have you seen like Gundam Jin's fucking Moira, bro? It's like yeah, he's great at tee ball. Congratulations, you hit a ball that is placed in front of you. Tee ball, tee ball is important in the world because it sets it's it's a pathway Correct. for children to eventually yes. get into stuff like softball, baseball. So 100%. I, I think it, I think it, I think it has a worthwhile thing in the game. But are my you, problem is, are you telling my to grow up? <laughs> Look, my problem is the 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 adult t-ball play the analogy the adult yes. t-ball players of the world who are stuck on t-ball haven't progressed to baseball they look at baseball they're upset about baseball and they want to tear down baseball so yeah. that everyone's playing t-ball and no one's playing baseball even though the the reality is they should stop fucking playing t-ball in place of baseball but they don't do that they they would like to tear down baseball instead that's my problem with <laughs> Half this fucking player base. Um, yeah. Probably probably not half this player base. Right, let's be honest, Battle.net probably only accounts for like 5% of the yes. player population. Yes. No, less than that. Like, I'm being generous. Less, less than 1%, really. But they, they, act, they act like they're about 90% of the player base. They are quite loud. Um, I'm on a tirade against them. I fucking despise them. <laughs> I fucking despise them. They're all a bunch of whiny, bitchy t-ball players who who want to bring baseball down that's what that is this is a baseball podcast now let's go fucking yankees i don't know anything about baseball i watched that movie moneyball that's, that's the extent of my knowledge of baseball. um oh, i love hot dogs <laughs> oh um by the way i just i just spent a bit of time testing the mercy jump in uh yeah. in the the training room I, mm. to me i actually because I'm stupid, it took me a while to figure out like how the hell do I even do this? I'm like, why am I just gliding falls? You have to actually look in the direction you want to jump, um, mm -hmm. which is cool. Like I, I never bothered learning Mercy, Mercy Super Jump super because jump, I, yeah. I, I why play. would I lock in that hero? Yeah. Um, I, um, anyway, every now and then I have to look at the golden gun that I bought uh, with my fake credits, <laughs> and you know, I paid for this. You know, well, not with real money, just paid for it with my credit. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah, so. Yeah, like it's fine. I don't know. I don't know what the complaint is. Like it's fine. It is just fine. Yeah. It, the only people that have problems with it are people that are being extremely elitist about it. Be people that are being really gatekeepy about it. That's they keep the t-ball guys. Yeah. Don't worry. I don't know. It's it. You know, oh, that's oh, I guys. I finally have the analogy. It's you like got it. The these elitist mercy players are like t-ball players who are trying to gatekeep children from playing t-ball or something like that. Does that work? It's that's closer than what I had before. It's a work in progress, guys. Um, <laughs> no, it makes yeah. sense. Like I think we've been. I think you in particular, and I think we all pretty much agree, have been uh, pretty consistent that 
you know, there there is a it's okay to have noob trap heroes where like you have a character like Mercy or a character like Moira that's like fairly accessible to start the game with, and then you advance up as the hero, you know, tapers off in terms of like yeah. usability like, or like, effect efficacy. I I I I I'm I'm a big fan of games that have yeah. I wouldn't even call it new trap. I would just call it like entry level. Sure, you know, st- stuff that gets you in. You know, like the marijuana you hit before you get the heroin. Exactly. Um, well, you know, <laughs> Gate, um, gateway drugs. Love that. I don't. I don't do drugs, but this is just what I've been told. Sure, um, sure, sure. And not really, but um, can we can we all make a pledge that we're going to improve our metaphor game from this point on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. Hey, care I anymore. thought I'm, T-ball was good. Thank you. I'm on a certain. I'm on a, no, I'm on a certain on drugs, wavelength. <laughs> I'm on a certain wavelength today, and I just like, you know, don't give me, don't give me the nuclear codes because I'm ready to launch. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's, so, he's talking about dust. He's talking about spice. You know, it's in a video uh, game. Okay, guys, listen. Right. In a video game. In Dune. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You, you know, Dune Spice Wars. <laughs> so, my point is, is like, yeah, I, I think. I don't. We've we've gone way past the patch notes here, guys. I'll turn. I will turn us back around. Um, <laughs> but just like just like murder on the Orient Express, I might kill somebody on the way back. Um, you might. You might have to cut a so, bit. So, so yeah. Like I think entry level heroes are fine. Like games. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. mind games having training wheels. I think that's great. Games mm-hmm. having training wheels is is perfectly fine. My issues is when you're someone that rides a little tricycle and you're on the little fucking training wheels because you don't know how to ride a bike and then you demand that the people on the tour de force also have to be on tri- a little tricycles with training wheels fuck you that's my problem yeah um it's like if you're on training wheels and once you get better you should get off the fucking training wheels and start playing the real game Lance Armstrong should have training wheels and every you're professional the- bumper bu- bowler should have bumpers but like, but like, what what these people have done is they've decided to enter the tour de force with a with a training wheels tricycle, right. and they're they're not upset that they suck and that they are not on the bike. They're yeah. upset that everyone else is on a bike, even though they've earned that. And they're upset mm. that they they think that all the people that are on a bike should be on 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 tricycles instead. That's what they think. That's my biggest problem with the, these people. The problem is um, that they feel that everyone else is on steroids, but they aren't, and they want to maintain the sanctity of the game. Too, yes. Yes. No, they do, don't want to be forced, but of course, like their worldview of whatever the sport is is warped. Mm-hmm. Like yes. So like that—that's the problem. Like some people try to improve changing the rules of the game, and some just play by the rules and try to. Are we? Are we? Are we slowly becoming? Is Mercy an honest character podcast? No, 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 no. I'm, we're discussing the patch notes here, and, oh, and I, how no, how ironically stupid it is that the Mercy players are getting elitist about <laughs> no, I, about no, super jump. Like, it's like, the, yeah, this is this is. I'm gonna keep going. This is this is the tricycle person mm-hmm. uh, being elitist about the baby that's crawling. It's like, oh, you little fucking baby, you're crawling. Fuck you. They're, they're that's 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 Mercy players. That's how elitist they're being. They're being elitist at babies who are crawling, even though they are on fucking tricycle wheels. Jeez, it's it, it's like they have no self awareness. It's hilarious. Um, One thing I will say about Moira for a second, um, I think people are rightfully pointing out some like absurd moments where she can be like very very good, like how Flat showed that like you can survive a diva bomb. Yeah, that's like really impactful and really strong. Get that? Like that's crazy. Um, but the vast majority of time. That's probably not happening 99% of the time. So, like, view that within the proper lens. It's not just, oh, my God, you can survive. Diva Bomb busted. It's, 
if you properly time this, you can actually add a lot of survivability to your team and actually shut down That's some four like, seconds. Yeah, it, it, it is it a is long time. So I would agree. Generous. It is long. We can it talk about a, the numbers now. We've agreed yes. that this is a good direction now. We can talk about the numbers. Correct. Bro, am I the only one that thinks the numbers are overtuned? I 100% agree. They're way too overtuned. The length, the damage reduction is a, is a little much. I think just like if we're if we agree that like silence based abilities like hack are not necessarily super fun to play into. Um, if I load in damage and I get fucking 75 percented for four seconds and I do nothing like you said. Um, yeah, that's not particularly fun for like that window of time. Unless you're like the only, I think the only hero is this like the only role it doesn't really apply to is like support. So if you get sure. weakened as a support, you're like, well, I guess I cool. can just heal. Yeah. But the the equivalent for you know for DPS and tanks is like imagine the Crotub Orb reduce your healing output by seventy five percent. That would be the support equivalent. Insane. Right? Which if once you translate it into those numbers, you're like, no, hold the fucking phone. Yeah. You've gone a bit too far. Even though funny enough, anti-heal is in the game. That's is effectively. 100%, yeah. That's 100% reduced healing. But it's like, but the reason why it's different is it's 100% reduced healing on the target that receives it. But you as a healer, your healing has not been reduced. So mm-hmm. it's it's the same difference as, think about Fortify and Nano Boost. When mm-hmm. you're Fortified in Nano Boost, you take 50% less damage. Um, so damage reduction actually already exists in the game. But the reason why that doesn't feel bad is because that's a buff to the person using it and not a mm-hmm. debuff to the other person trying to kill you. Right. So it feels bad when you are debuffed and you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But if you go up against a player that self-buffs themselves, I don't know if it's just a psychological thing because you, you'd, you'd think the exchange is equivalent. Like, for example, hypothetically speaking, if Fortify was a 75% damage reduction for four seconds... And which is the exact same as necrotic, necrotic orb now sure. in a in a in a vacuum in a pure one v one are they not exactly the same thing right they are in a vacuum they are the same thing correct but, yeah pretty much but it feels worse correct but necrotic orb in that same example feels worse than the person with fortified like I'm saying it's either or right it's not like yeah, both yeah. at the same time that'd be crazy but like if you you are either a person that does not have your damage reduced but you go up against a, a four to five seventy five percent reduction for four sure. seconds or you are someone that's now weakened seventy five percent reduction for four seconds weakened feels worse than the other way around where like you play against a fortify correct yeah yes it I think it is just completely psychological where like you feel like you have lost control yes. at somebody's whim which is again like you're saying kind of the same thing with fortify but it's it feels better if it's applied as a buff like somebody's choosing to say ah yeah i take less damage now and it's like oh shucks like i'll just go shoot somebody else now they, instead of they haven't being debuffed. Re- they haven't removed agency from you in Correct. a way um and, it, and yeah i guess in a vacuum they did in a way they kind of the did same. but yeah but, but when you take it out of the vacuum and you apply it to the general landscape of what i watch as, as a 5v5 mm. multiplayer game um if you if someone Let's bring the fortify example back and let's imagine it's the mega buffed up 75% four second fortify. Sure. Uh, If that gets popped, you just ignore the Orisa. Yeah. Because you can kill kill the other four people, correct? So your game, your game still functions. Okay, sure. 20% of the heroes on the other team, you don't bother with. Because it's 80% left, you don't feel that bad about it. Yeah, no. When you get necrotic orb and you're weakened, 100% of targets. Yes. Functionally speaking, all the entire enemy team now has 75% fortified. 70, yes. Yeah, I am. Functionally speaking. Yeah. That's I think that's the major difference here. Correct. I, th- I think the 
<clears throat> the thing is, like, once we start with these debuffs, like MMO-esque debuffs, where we, I mean, we, we are halfway there, I feel like. It's definitely already true with uh, healing debuffs and whatnot. Mm. Then we gotta extend cleans or cleanse uh, abilities. And to my sure. knowledge, I think there's only Zarya that uh, currently fulfills that role, right? That's a slippery slope. While I agree, my... I would rather we just don't even get, go down that road. I, I, mm. I, my, I was going to say not even open that can of worms, but I feel like that's a little late. I feel like Pandora's box has already just started leaking out, and I don't know. I don't think it's too late to shut the lid, but I do feel like we're on our way to opening Pandora's box here. The problem with introducing more cleanse effects is now the entire metagame, whether you like it or not, ends up being this like status effect versus cleanse kind of situation now they're sure. like, it's like oh oh we have to have some cleanse because they got all these status effects and then this now sure. you get this like arms race so like well now we got to put more yeah cleanses to counter the status effects or well, oh now the cleanse are definitely now don't add want more that. status effects and they're fucking arm racing each other now the whole game is just status effects versus cleanses right we don't yeah. want that the no. thing is like so it, I, we, there's I, a balance we I, need to find that i think we'd still need to find relatively easy to deploy areas of introducing novelty as we in introduce new characters like the more you limit yourself on well-tested ideas and i agree we shouldn't mmoify that and yeah i think like as soon as it becomes this mechanical and your idea of like building a team comp is do i have x y and z um status effects or status effects cleanses or whatever right then it gets a little bit wowy where you're like, okay, mm -hmm. for this, we don't have a cleanse, or we need a, we need an anti here. Yeah, yeah. You know, we need weaken. Even though, so, yeah. like, in terms of team building, that's almost like a guiding thing that can work. But like, still, we need some systems in order to create novelty that is relatively easy to find. Because like, eventually, we're going to run out of ideas how what kind of weapons there will be, right? Eventually, we run out out of ideas like what what CC looks like. And then sure. if we don't find novel dimensions to innovate in, mm. we'll necessarily saying, introduce power creep. You're saying eventually Blizzard are probably going to have to f forget about making every single hero unbelievably unique because design space is limited sure. for an FPS game. And we're eventually going to have to start looking at a bit of overlap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so that being the case, my opinion is pull the fucking band-aid off now. Yeah. Pull that shit off. We're going down that road anyway. Mm -hmm. you, you, we all know it. Like, just, here's, here's the truth. Either design space is limited because you're trying to keep this as an FPS game, or you've given up on keeping this as an FPS game, and now anything goes. Yeah. And now this this we, we could be playing fucking Donkey Kong now. Like, this might as well just be fucking Super Mario Brothers. Like, anything goes. Like, so you're either keeping to what the game's DNA is, in which case mm -hmm. design space is limited, or it's not. And if it is, then we need to accept that there's going to be overlap eventually. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, to be fair to Riot League of Legends, they should have very limited design space, but I feel like, okay, they do have a lot of overlap. They have a shitload of overlap. Oh, yeah. But they still managed to come up with some interesting new ideas mm -hmm. uh, for sure. most of the new champions, which I respect. So they I mean, they they do 100 percent. They they come up with novel ideas, but it's the way that they package them is always either slightly different or they do have like some themes, right? Like the three hit passive meme from years ago that like it's it felt like every other oh, yeah. hero, you know, it's it's still there are some like very 
comfortable concepts that they deploy in interesting ways. I think they also they made that the an item. They're like that's you know yeah. the three hit thing. Let's just make an item. That's I found. That <laughs> I mean, really it, um, it is funny, but like even for a moment, like I think they're they do interesting things with Valorant. And I know completely different game, but like the way that they have these these comfortable concepts, like what is the flash? How do we change? the flashbang grenade right like how what does it arc off of can it bounce can it go through walls right they change something about a familiar concept that makes it a completely new you know and novel ability you know and now you now you have sky throwing a bird around a corner that can flash but it can also be shot so there's like an interesting dynamic there i think if we agree that design space is limited, like yeah. you guys are saying then we can take these concepts like weekend like you, you know can have, um Mm-hmm. you can have different flash like is this one barry sure. allen or is this yeah. one wally west like, which version of the flash do we have exactly. um okay so have we reached an hour on this topic yet because that's i think that's the minimum before we're allowed to move on uh <laughs> oh, no. No, i have no idea uh cool so i think we're moira we're or are we what what seems acceptable to you then three sec i i put out this idea three yeah. second duration 50% reduction. Thoughts? Without playing it, uh, I think that's a definitely a better change um, than where it is now. Uh, I don't know how oppressive three meters as a radius distance is in terms of the splash um, for the debuff. I, I can't say. I haven't played with it yet. Six meter diameter. Oh, you want it to go up? No, 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 no. It's oh, three okay. meter radius. It's, right. Three meter diameter. So Correct. people, people obsess on the three when the real number you should think about is six. Right. Right. Because that's the actual distance of the. That's the actual size of the splash is six mm-hmm. meters. People think people. I think people. Some people forgetting the difference between diameter and radius, and they think like three meters. That's pretty small. It's like yo, that's the radius, not the diameter. That's the mm. radius. It's half of the fucking splash, not the full thing. Uh. So. Uh, I don't hate the splash. I just think the numbers are crazy. And okay, I think the last thing to talk about here, because we we probably have been here too long. Like eighty percent of this was me ranting, so I apologize for that. Uh, I don't apologize for what I said, but I apologize for how long <laughs> it took. Um, um, yeah. So like, people have compared Byronade and Antinade to this, right? Which and that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I think a hundred percent for anti heal is too much as well. I mm-hmm. would like to see that getting taken down to more like a seventy five, or even a fifty. And we talked about this, uh, I think, off camera. But it's like more yes. like a grievous wounds from League of Legends rather mm-hmm. than like you can't heal now, because you know we would all. It's. I think the only reason why it's been acceptable so far is like what is. It's exactly what I said. The difference between it lands on particular targets that you can no longer heal versus i put it on you and now all yeah. of you are healing you just you just can't play the fucking game for mm, x yeah. amount of seconds that's a big difference right that's the only reason bionate has been acceptable but no, i i i think especially in overwatch 2 when there's very little that counters anna or that um mm-hmm. you know stops anna from doing her thing because in overwatch 1 you had way more shields. You had Diva that just blocked mm-hmm. all these. Diva was a big counter to Anna because you just ate everything up. Ate everything. Yeah. Um, whereas Diva is now a solo hero and she barely gets played. Um, and even then, I don't know. I don't know if she would do a great job of it. You used to have. You used to have a lot. There was a lot more ways for you to stop Anna from doing her shit. Whereas now, yep. 
every fight I can just throw a bayonet onto someone. Hundred percent accuracy. Yeah. You know, slick darts still challenging to land if your aim isn't great, but at least there's nothing blocking it. At least it's all on you. Now it's just your skill holding you back. It's not like, oh no, there's too many shields and I can't mm-hmm. weave a sleep dart in. You know, it's all you currently. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, to, to be fair, Anna, Anna is admittedly very strong and I, I'd like to see her looked at. I think she's still a well-designed hero, but I'd like to see her looked at. Mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's, that's the weird thing. Like, it, this necrotic orb feels like too strong. And then I'm looking at what Anna abilities achieve, and they're just like categorically better, right? Like, not only is the is the healing nade hundred percent, and therefore shuts down all healing, therefore like emitting a certain emotion there, but like if someone starts ulting, it's way worse to be hit by a sleep dart than be hit by weakened, with the exception yeah. being that. Like, I can just keep pounding the target that's being weakened. I cannot necessarily do that in all instances when um, when someone is slept, right? And slept. Genji blading or whatever, right? I, but I would argue that it's worse because instead of, oh, I can't pound this person being slept, it is, especially at a high level, all but a guaranteed kill. So all it really yeah. is is a staggered death. It is it, all it, a sleep dart being hit at a high level equates to. I am dead now, but my death timer is 10 seconds plus whatever duration I'm slept for. Mm. This, this is the equivalent yeah. of what sleep is. Yeah. But technically, it's worse than being wailed on and yeah. just pounded while you're sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, yeah, polymorph into death. <laughs> Yo, that's also coming, right? Like some polymorph ability? <laughs> it already is. Oh, yeah, I, 100% I, is. I've, argue, I've argued that weak, being weakened is almost being equivalent yeah. to just being polymorphed. Yeah, pretty uh, much. No, but I hear what you're saying. I don't know if you've finished it, Yusuke. We just kind of cut in, but... Mm. No, like, I, I think, generally speaking, like, I, I'm not sure if that's the solution. Um, I think that you probably even need one more ability in order to make Moira fun, if that is your direction. It, but the, the thing is, like, old. you already have so many buttons uh, already used, so... Yeah, I don't know. I like, don't mind her being the buttons character, though. Is that, like, a bad thing? To be the buttons character, like no, I, no, no. Wouldn't it be more fun to have more options? Yeah, I understand that's probably not great for new players because it's quite overwhelming. But you know, you know, that's what that's what having a skill learning curve is. You know, you just learn over time. Um, but how about this? My here's my here's my counter argument for sleep dart. Mm-hmm. It is significantly more challenging to land than the necrotic orb. And if yeah. you haven't played Moira, then you'll just have to take my word for it. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I can explain it. I mean, it's it's a necrotic orb is a reasonably fast traveling projectile. Mm. It also has a three meter splash radius, which again equates to a six meter splash mathematically. Um, and it effectively means that a sleeping target gets to move around, but that's about it. Yeah, right. That's why I'm saying like getting weakens like getting polymorph. It's like oh cool, you get to fucking move. But you're effectively useless. Yeah, four seconds. I feel like is where my my brain is really looking at the number of how much damage you're being reduced to buy. Um, it feels a lot. I don't know. Four seconds is a fucking long time. Four seconds is a which eternity. is why Bione got nerfed to three seconds. And I think at right. minimum, if we're going to talk about debuffs here, we should yeah. we should standardize debuffs to to three. 
three or two and a half even. I don't know, like whatever feels better. Because mm-hmm. debuffs don't feel good. Like I, and, and that's the thing is like it. It we are just going to turn this into WoW eventually. If there's too many damn debuffs, we're just going to turn this into WoW. We're like you have to track and learn twenty fucking different things. Like mm-hmm. oh, now I'm sludged. Oh, uh, now I'm blindfolded. Oh, ooh. Yep. now gotta love, gotta uh, love a knockdown. Ooh. Now, now, now I have eczema. Oh, fuck me! Like what? What? How many status <laughs> effects am I gonna get? Like how many? How many status effects do I have to learn? And then you have to cleanse every all of it to get, you know. Yo, bot me! I have gonorrhea. Quick. <laughs> yeah, like oh, oh, I I have scurvy. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> quick, toss me an orange. Shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Uh, Alright, I, I think we're done. I don't know. Yeah. I think it more at all. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> oh fuck. I, I mean if if we are going down the wow route to like circle back to Mercy to wrap this up, then like let's just remove res and give her a cleanse. Like that's just the No shit. I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, just give her no, a cleanse. I, fuck it. But but no more cleanses after that. No more. Sure, yeah, just give, give just, like, the simple hero every, one cleanse. If, every, if everyone has a fucking cleanse, yeah, then no. every every composition you play is like, oh, you have to play two cleanse mm-hmm. heroes, and you're throwing if you're not playing two cleanse heroes, guys. It's like, cleanse we, meta. We, Everybody knows it. this. Has to be cleansed. Yeah, no, give, give Mercy a cleanse, and then I'll see you in two years, and then we'll talk about it again. What is, yeah. if, if there was a sleep dart-esque ability, everything is the same, but for one second, the the friend that you hit with a similarly hard thing to hit becomes immune to CC. Well, because we don't have CC anymore, or at least it's significantly I just invented Bubble. Uh, yeah. But Bubble is easier. <laughs> a skill shot Bubble? Oh my skill wow. shot Bubble that He's cannot be bursted down. Bubble. Maybe. I will say, on in that same logic, I think in like two years to three years time, we will look at like how Harmony Warb is placed and how bubbles are placed, and be like, "Bruh, how did we think this was okay?" Yeah, but I, I will still, I will still, I, I, th- I said this in someone's thread recently. I've said this on both mm-hmm. Twitter and Reddit, which is to say that I, regardless of all the anti heal talk, I still think weakened is a stronger effect. Because weakened to yeah. me is equivalent is nearly equivalent to something like immortality field, except immortality field you can destroy in about one second if you mm-hmm. have the damage. Weakened, you just you just eat you shit suck for it up four and deal seconds. With it. Yep. You 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 just suck dick for four seconds. Yeah. Well, no matter what, you just you just four sit there like, well, so long. I guess I do it's nothing for four seconds. Um, yeah, it's, it's just not fun. You you do not. It cannot last that four has, seconds. It has the strength of a mortality field. But you can't fucking counterplay it. Yep. Is my argument. That's why that's why it's stronger than anti-heal, because at least when you're anti-healed, if you're a Genji that gets anti-healed, it's like, well, if I go hard, if I go hard as a motherfucker and go in there, I might die, but I can still trade, I can still kill, sure. I can still outplay people. You you eat a necrotic orb, you literally just you're cry useless. for four seconds. You you have a big fucking cry for four seconds, you go on battle net forums, and you fucking <laughs> eat your heart out. Dear Mercy like, Mates. Yeah, 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 it's not good. No bueno. But the right okay. direction, though. Getting close. Yeah, we're getting. We are moving closer. We are moving closer. Um. Cool. All Should right. We go to charge. Uh, charge charge or charge or Hawaii. 
What if we charged? really? I'm thinking of doing charge last. Just you want to do charge last? Okay. Off. Just just to sure. annoy people. And you know what? When it's we gonna get be to spicy. the charge, it's gonna be good. We get to the charge, we just won't do it. That'll really piss people off. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll keep them baited. Keep them baited. Um, all right, all right. What's funny is like they can just look at the the, the timestamps. Time anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right. So did you guys like the minions? Okay, no. But seriously, let's talk about Hawaii. Yes. So what is the what is the deal with Hawaii? Did someone have a good kind of summary, or should I just dig up the tweet from Alex Rubens? From Alex Rubens, thank you. Yeah, I think the a lot of the issues come slightly in the details, um, knowing that this is apparently so. You know, this person is claiming that the first time that they're enforcing some kind of, you know, practice limitation um, for those aren't. Which I'm not sure is true. Sure. Very well could be the case. Um, For those who aren't kept up to speed, uh, a member of Hockey Esports came out and kind of blew the whistle on some practice issues around uh, the Midseason Madness tournament in Hawaii. Let's read out some of these tweets. Right. Right. In fact, it's probably the right thing to do. Let's read us on the mm-hmm. tweets. I'm also trying to find, by the way, the thread that Mr. X replied in. So, one of you could maybe help me dig that up because sure. that's what we're we'll getting to next. Heard there, there's a there's a Sean Miller tweet, which then got onto Reddit, which then Mr. X replied to on Reddit. And there's a bunch of extra information there that uh, right. I'm struggling to find right now. But we should uh, we should probably get into that. And uh, I, while I, I someone, by the way, I can tell you that discussion is also happening internally the entire time. It's not just playing out on social media. So. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to assume. Okay, so let's get into what Alex Rubens from The Guard said. And uh, yeah, he is, he, I don't know what position, he, a very high position yes. within, within the Cronky Esports mm-hmm. umbrella, which covers Gladiators, Gorillas, and The Guard. Um, here we go. I'm excited to see the LA Gladys perform at the mid-season event in Hawaii, but the league's approach deserves all the sc- all scrutiny and is absolutely unacceptable. What he's referring to, before I continue very clearly, only a tiny tangent, is that apparently, and I didn't see this or read about it, but this is just what I heard through the grapevine and people on Reddit talked about it, is Pelican had a stream where he basically said stuff along the lines of like, oh, we can't get hotel, we, 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 aren't not, we are not being provided practice equipment um, for the tournament, and we can't get, we have to like get our own computers in our hotels and stuff like that. Uh, to which Sean Miller responded. And um, the, the truth of the matter is, is that there are player practice areas, but uh, there's limited amount of time because there's not limited amount of practice space. But we'll get into those details in a second. Back to Alex Rubens. First, West teams must travel to Hawaii at their own cost on just days, weeks notice during the height of summer travel. Most teams, this means they ha- must place top one to three overall to not lose money attending and are not allowed any practice during travel days uh first and foremost that's that that i think that is a little bit condemning like they have to pay for their own travel to get there and it's a very trying time for all of that but by the way Once, just to give context in past years there was always this travel stipend that teams for hawaii got but from what i could find out that didn't cover the entire travel expense uh, for you, you know you have to like fly everyone out and it, it was basically like a split between the teams and uh, the Overwatch League. Yep. So continuing on, um, thank you for the additional info. Once in Hawaii, they're staying in the biggest. They're staying 
in the biggest tourist destination in Hawaii for a COVID event. You think that mean players would practice more, right? Instead, the league is regulating limited practice slots well below what's normally expected for international event practice. This will be addressed in just a minute. The, 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 this has been addressed by the league. So we're going to get into that. In response to complaints about limited practice time and space, the league instituted a gameplay allotment for the first time ever. If you go past this limited allotment, including any outside non-VOD preparation, you are subject to unspecified disciplinary action. At every other event we've been able to practice and train outside the PPA, which is player practice areas, this is purely punitive to not have to fix their current plan. Meanwhile, East teams are able to practice and compete from the comfort of their facilities. The league's response was the teams in the East have to wake up early to play, so it's quote-unquote roughly equal. And there's a mind-blown emoji. Missing scrim blocks flying across the ocean. We have the shortest flight at 5.5 to 6 hours. No practice on travel days, no matter where you land. Limited practice blocks during the event. Threats of punishment for preparing too much versus waking up early. To be clear, it's not the East team's fault either. It's Activision Blizzard Entertainment for forcing a flawed plan. It's also not the league staff. They're great and are just working with what they've been given. It's leadership purposefully making these decisions. When Riot can bring together every team from around the world with no issue, you wonder why Overwatch League can't. Well, the quote-unquote biggest tournament in Overwatch League history, it's frankly unacceptable. And COVID cannot be an excuse when you've had three years to adapt and everyone else has. ABE's reluctance to understand and fix the situation is worrying. Let's get into Sean Miller and a little bit of Mr. X's reply before we dig deeper into this because there is a discussion to be had here as well. Sean says, uh, League Director Sean Miller says, I'd like to clarify that in Hawaii, teams have a practice area and equipment, official match space, and in the event of positive COVID case, backup play options, safe international competition remains a priority for us. We're excited for the biggest tournament in our history. Maybe uh, chronologically, we should have done the Sean Miller tweet first. I think that was maybe chronologically earlier, but in any case, yeah. Um, and now about the time allotment, just so we got all the facts out there, just putting all the facts out there, Mr. X responds in the Reddit thread, a bit more info, teams will have five hours minimum practice per time per day, they'll have to swap out with teams at some point, so we'll be blocks of two to three hours with a break, and backup play options in case of positive COVID tests. If I had to guess what Pelican might be talking about, is Houston trying to go early and get an Airbnb and boot camp and needing equipment, but yes, the practice rooms at University of Hawaii, will have equipment. Uh, I think other thread got locked, but someone did mention was Shock and Philly having issues with Grand Final. I believe it was just from Korea. Uh, I assume GF, he's talking about Grand Final. Yeah. I wasn't mm. working full-time, but I remember the issue there being they had to quarantine for two weeks in Korea. Yeah, this was Grand Final. And couldn't ship anything to the facility, so, and so I believe they brought gaming laptops. I might be misremembering that because it was ages ago, but I do think I remember watching Poco Astro streaming from it. I think that might have been the case. So that is... I believe pretty much the extent. Yeah, of, much. Oh, he's got well, he's got one more major comment. We'll, we'll go over this and then we're done. Um, or at least we're done with the with just the fact, uh, the statements. I agree, it's mm. not ideal for NA teams, but looking options for midseason. It became clear this was the best one. When pivoting, we could have done two regional competitions, repeat of the first tournament with no international play to playoffs. Um, that's option one. Option two, midseason as planned, most likely would have had to forfeit or pass on teams who weren't eligible to travel just because where their team is located isn't right. Option three, Hawaii with less teams. Would this have given more practice time? Sure. But just like the above solution, would have felt bad to cut teams just because five NA and three East is too skewed to East. Six NA and two East might as well be an NA regional. 
which could have taken away tournament opportunities from teams who are currently playing really well. So looking at it, all those decide to keep the same format, but in Hawaii, no options perfect, but happy we didn't exclude anyone from competing while looking into ways to make it the best possible form of competitive, from a, sorry, best possible from a competitive integrity standpoint, NA versus NA matchups earlier to show not to make them stay up late. NA versus NA possibly played on the closest server than the one used for international play. Our comp ops team is doing a ton to try and make things as fair as possible. I think Avala gave some good suggestions to the Discord. Given the situation, try not to exclude or limit either region from competing. So we have statements from both ends here. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to dig in? Um, How do we unpack this? Let, let me let me unravel some of the stuff that Alex Rubin said. As far as okay. I can uh, just like um, see from my point of view the arguments that have been brought up and, and whatnot. Um, so the, one of the first ones is, of course, like, what is the alternative? Um, I think one particular comment that didn't sit right with me was to say that, like, Riot gets those done, no problem. That's not true, right? Our overrepresentation of Chinese teams in the Overwatch League make this a much harder task, and Riot hasn't had a solution to that issue Correct. as yeah. well, right? So... I think the the share of teams is uh, is an interesting one. I think there's theoretically that's probably the best leverage point where they could have decreased that amount, therefore increased the amount of uh, practice hours for each team attending. Because theoretically, like now you're dividing the same room on less teams, therefore have uh, more PPA time for each team. Um, mm. I think there is some hard force stuff which is quite interesting so okay the one thing that i agree is from an organizational standpoint is a little bit of a problem is you're in the middle of hawaii in a tourist center covid is still running and like the the travel is also not covered i think that's a legitimate thing that an organization can be worried about Maybe there would have could have been a more remote position. I think it's a workable location, but the league also had like two years to find a better one, theoretically, right? Um, I think you you could talk about like maybe Korea should have been the location all the time, even though that is probably also a risk reward uh, situation where you, you now have to, to have to get everyone visas and whatnot, like just present like an alternative that is workable and then we can uh, see the uh, pros and cons but to say that Riot is patently making it better than uh, Overwatch when the situations aren't the same is a little yeah. bit disingenuous then okay but, yeah I just want to add to that uh, really quickly this will be brief people will bring up Valorant as well it's like oh but that's got no Chinese teams yeah but they had Russian teams and Russian players and those players couldn't fucking yes. make it, could they? There was huge issues with getting FPX over, which they ended up not... That was, by the way, the best European team. The number one European team couldn't make the event, so they just had to cut the team. Yeah. The fourth best team had to come on in. And then you had Fnatic, where a majority of their roster couldn't make it either because of those same restrictions. Um, and so th there are problems. There are, there are problems logistically, even, even among Riot, to get the teams to... Mm -hmm. Uh, Iceland, Denmark, you know, wherever they want to hold their competitions for Masters and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, they had issues at MSI with, with the Chinese team. But at least, sure. look, I'll be straight. At least They did play it in Korea and they did at least have low ping and mm -hmm. uh, RNG was able to play on super low ping. Um, 
but the amount of criticism backlash regarding all the, that entire situation was pretty high from mm. from the league audience. So uh, yeah, I think I agree. It is very disingenuous to say that that Riot simply just well they just made it happen. It was like well not without some blood on their hands too. Mm. So the workaround feels a little wonky to me in terms of like the fairness aspect and trying to equalize because yeah. you almost need like a scoring system in order to. Uh, look at fairness and I think each side has believably argued that they are the more disadvantaged one but let's look at what okay the NA team needs need to travel they miss a couple of days of practice then they are not at their home facility and only get so much practice hours that they can uh, have access to the PPAs it's a little mm. interesting that um, Mr. X says a minimum amount of uh, five hours I'm not sure how they're going to enforce the game allotment time um, if it's a minimum, they should have assigned a maximum, right? That makes sense in order for the East teams. Minimum? He said in the is post, really he minimum? said minimum. His, his word is just minimum. Yeah. yeah. It should be like a maximum of si six hours or something because that then uh, amounts to the allotment time. And I think from what I know, that's the uh, internally communicated uh, duration. Now, what is the gameplay allotment time? And that's a little game break, like brain breaking. I'm not sure if it's fair, it's just very wonky. So gameplay allotment time is the amount of time that East teams get to practice Overwatch during the Hawaii period, okay? So mm -hmm. what this means is after that time, and don't nail me um, like how, sure. how long that is, it could be six hours, could be five, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Eastern players are not allowed to play Overwatch. They can't play other games at all. At all, they like they the the no, eastern quick teams. Play, no rank, nothing. The eastern teams need to believably prove that their players are not playing Overwatch out of the allotted time sl uh, slots or not slots, but like durations. Mm -hmm. um, as far as I know, outside utilities such as Aim Lab and whatnot is allowed. Other games are allowed. You cannot play. So, for instance. It would be easy for Blizzard to say, okay, all your tournament accounts are now limited to six-hour durations. After that, it locks out and you can't practice anymore. That would be one way sure. how to assure game allotment time so you don't overscrim. They're going a step further because then NA players also don't get access to more PPA time in order to practice outside. So, for instance, pugging or like playing in ranked in, in the beta. That is also being enforced onto the Asian teams as far as I have uh, got to know that. And it seems hard to be enforced as far as I heard, like any reasonable amount of invasion of that space is actually being, or invasion, you know, beyond not invading the individual players' privacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, looking into the practice facility of teams in the East and whatnot. Yeah. So... With all of that, it's a very wonky solution that in the outcome of it, just looking at the allotted practice time might be argued to be fair, right? Ideally, I have a, I have a solution. ideally every team would have unlimited access to one room where everyone of mm -hmm. their players has a PPA. We don't have those resources. You could be argued. It could be argued that a you need to decrease the amount of teams going there, or you need to find a different venue in order to assure that everyone has a PPI access. Okay, that's not the case. We don't have those resources. 
also making the comparisons to Riot Games there is a little... It, that's that's a legit criticism. We could have handled that differently, but please, like, I, I wanted to hear uh, like what the alternatives were. And I think, mm. in my mind, yes, like, the, the ratio of, like, 6-3 or whatever doesn't feel entirely fair. I think that's still preferable to the current outcome. I agree this is to the point where we can discuss uh, those differences, right? You you had a point there? If, I, if, I'm, an, if I'm an Asian team, uh, what I do now is I install computers in every single bathroom. And then my excuse is like, guys, we just sorry, we had a bad round of food poisoning. Um, yeah, I don't know how to say it, but uh, my team, all five of them, all five starting players are just spending three hours at a time in a bathroom. I can't tell you why. Yeah. It's rude. Yeah, I mean, it is it is very hard to enforce. Like, who's to say that a player doesn't go home, have their own uh, yeah. PCs and just place on a new but account I, uh, but or whatever? I, but right? I respect that they're trying to make yes. it. Because here's the thing, is like all the all the con concerns and criticisms from last year, especially from NA teams, saying like, well, it's not very fair that they have to be the ones to travel and they are affected by all sure, sorts of the travel yeah. conditions when the Asian teams get to just stay in the facility and play as normal, right? That that that's that's valid. I think that is really mm -hmm. valid. So um this whole situation sounds a lot more overblown yeah. when you when you just read the headline, you're like, what are you whoa, they're restricting playtime. When the truth is they're restricting it for the teams because they don't have the PPAs available for the NA teams. And I think the the, the forehead response is like, well, why don't they have enough? Why don't they, yeah. aren't they at University of Hawaii? Can't they just get more? And the answer is no, they yeah, can't no. because the Hawaii, the, the university is active. Like there's students there. Yeah. They're still doing normal university stuff. Like they, they don't have the space for eight separate teams to have PPAs. What they do have is enough. I actually don't know exactly how many it is, but enough to support whatever it is that they've decided that they can support. Mm. Um, so I believe it's two. I believe it's um, one match area and one... I, I'm not exactly sure how many PPAs, but I do know that teams have to share. I do Fair know enough. that the, you have to, it's like two teams per PPA. So two teams will have to share a single PPA. There's just not enough of them, I, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And... I think we do well yeah. in order to recognize that this is plan B. We had a different plan A. We wanted to go to China, Correct. right? Right. And that... Sorry, what? Like, the, Hawaii again this year is plan B. We had plan A. Yes. We wanted to go to China. And then that thing no. popped up. No. Was it not China? No. Was it Korea? It was meant... It's in the, no, it's in the US. The plan A was to hold it in the US. Ah, okay. Right, right. Yeah, okay. I remember. They, yes. The problem is they couldn't reliably get the Chinese teams, especially Shanghai yes. Dragons. Mm -hmm to the US. Yes. Now, which means, like Mr. X said, there are only two solutions. You're either continuing with the NA LAN international event, yeah. and you just say, well, well, fuck these Asian teams. Uh, you know, Colt, Philly, and Seoul can come over, so we get two APAC teams and screw everyone else. Or, you just play a regional LAN again, and you don't have an international. Yeah. Or, 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 or I guess you go to Hawaii. So I lie. There's three options. Or you go to Hawaii. Yeah. Those are the three options, right? Yeah. And yeah, like there's <laughs> there's another thing where you try to weigh up two two options or like two situations. So like Alex Alex Rooms seems to almost meme on the fact that like Eastern teams have to get to practice from home 
and get to practice in their own facilities and weighing that up against um you know like having they to have to wake up early, early too you gotta you gotta remember that it, yeah it is very early for some of them <laughs> i'm sure it is yeah right like very early for gamer hours i think mm. like that there's arguably a case of jet lag that one has to consider here right sure uh, I think the difference, I would have to look it up. Is it like eight hours from usual competi competition time? Like that they moved it forward? Eight hours right. is a lot um, to move your day around. When your normal competition time is, I believe it'd be like 7 or 6 p.m. in China to what would be sometime in the morning in China. So it would be about eight hours. Um, I mean, I, I see both sides of that conversation. I think there's a side that's like, oh, boo-hoo, you have to wake up early. Yeah. And then there's the other side, which is like, well, well, you know, it is a significant enough shift around that it does, it does impact things. Uh, no one's saying it's as bad as flying and having actual jet lag yeah. and actually traveling and actually having to deal with the whole PPA situation. No one's saying that. I, I, think, I think, you know, both sides can meet in the middle and say that, okay, it is a problem. It's probably not as, not as, it's easily not as big of a problem as actually going to Hawaii. But we, we should also shouldn't discount it as a complete non-issue either, because it's not a it's not a non-issue. There is some issue there. It's just yes. necessarily maybe slightly overblown. I don't know. I, I don't know what the yeah status of the issue is, but yeah, my the, point stands. The thing is, we're trying to hamfist artificial fairness, where otherwise there would be no fairness, and that, that's preferable, right? Like, what, what what are you going to do? Like, what's, what's preferable? Like, what do you mean? Okay, so last year we had. The legitimate uh, criticism of like teams like Atlanta that said like we're having here the short end of the stick, they need to somehow like also be disadvantaged, or we need to find different solutions. Now that we have those, like it's never going to be perfect. What are you going to do unless you all come together in the same location? And even then, it could be argued there's home and uh, away advantage. There's always going to be something. It's about the magnitude of differences. I think it's completely fair for someone like Alex Rubens in his position to argue for his team's sake in into the direction of pushing towards more competitive integrity there. There's also um, a legitimate claim f for the league that, I mean, especially the league, like, let's be honest, like, have you w w looked at the viewership, my guys? Like, what are we going to do? Like, get a... Uh, get a zeppelin and play there in international waters in order to for everyone to arrive there like what are what are your solutions cruise like ship. Uh, yeah. cruise, cruise ship on land so, the only problem is how do you connect to the internet to broadcast it but you know i don't know <laughs> yeah like what are the like give us some actionable solutions and i get it's not your job but like if you had actionable solutions i would feel better about criticizing uh, the league for that it's not well, optimal. Uh, it is not. There's there are inflictions the on competitive. Actionable theory. solutions. Here's one to play devil's advocate, or actually to play on the side of Rubens for the sake of argument. An actual solution, an actionable solution, would be Blizzard. Fork out the money. Get a different space. Maybe you have to pay a lot of money for it. Get a big enough space that supports eight PPAs. Mm. Not just fucking lock it in. Is it expensive? Yeah, yeah, but it's the best solution for the sake of the teams. Yeah, sure. That would be an actionable solution, but it, all, it would also be an expensive one. Yeah, I think that's totally fair to say. Also, like you book hotels that allow you, like, have good internet access and allow you to set up PPAs in the practice room. So every play like you can get just mega splooch it, 
buy all the P PCs or rent them or whatever you could do and just like throw money at the problem and it would solve it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's a legitimate uh, solution, I think. Yeah. You know the problem is? The problem is they have to go to Hawaii. If this was just in Dallas, they could just go to Esports Arena. There's a, or in LA, there's a number of, you know, locales where they they can just get eight PPS. Like getting eight PPS would probably not even be that hard, depending on where you go. The problem is if you go to fucking Hawaii, no, it just becomes more difficult. But that's mm. the only place you can go within the United States that will give you low enough ping, playable ping for teams to not leave the US because Blizzard doesn't want to deal with the whole international travel thing to I mean look would it be better for teams to go to Korea but then like we mentioned this whole visa situation so sure. while that is also technically an actionable solution it is also still a very difficult solution now we're not just talking about money this isn't just about like oh Blizzard doesn't want to spend the money it's like no well there's major logistical issues there because now we're doing someone's internationally traveling and it's easier and people ask well why 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 would they want to do international travel within the U.S. then to, to do this in the first place? Was like, it's a U.S. company. Most of the teams are in the U.S. You're only flying four teams in from Asia. Yes. Um, it's a lot more manageable than trying to get eight teams into Korea, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's the answer. To, <laughs> to be honest, the fact that a lot of the eight, uh, Chinese teams were located in and around uh, Shanghai, I understand like you can't choose necessarily, but that already didn't hedge your uh, <laughs> your bets there, or like provided great security that you were go definitely going to be able to travel internationally, right? Like, yeah, mm, not I, ideal. You, it's it's hard. Like once again, like what what do you do? Do you put everyone in Korea, force them to stay in Korea and practice from there, even though it's a like. It's also not going now, to fly. Because right. I, I think, and again, to to humor what Alex Rubin said, it's like, okay, I think I think the the whole right thing maybe is a little bit too forehead, but at the same time, if I was to really give him the benefit of the doubt, I would say that he's he's potentially even referring to the fact that while Riot held MSI in Korea and managed to get all these teams to Korea, and okay, RNG sure. get to stay at home, but they still managed to get everyone to Korea. And, you know, Riot Games is still a U.S. company, actually a Chinese company. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. They, they somehow worked it out. And so, mm -hmm. optically, I, I see his point. I don't know if I... I like, yeah. with more context, I don't think it's as easy as what he says. But opt like, I do see his point. I do see what he's getting at. Also, just to add a little bit of context in terms of, like, saying Riot has figured that out. Like, literally two hours ago... Uh, PR like someone from PRX, uh, that that's the Valorant team competing at Masters. Like Forsaken was diagnosed with mm. COVID, so now your mm -hmm. your bubble or whatever you're going there is also compromised, right? Like, mm. it, like to say they don't have the, these issues when both you have travel and visa issues for some of your teams. Some of your teams need to play with standards because of the visa situation, and you have Correct. the COVID COVID issue, and say that you solved it is disingenuous. Yes, and I believe um, to provide another example of another you know company that also has suffered issues trying to hold land events right now. I think the ALGS, yeah. the Apex League, mm -hmm. went on, and like I, if maybe Avril, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe somebody got COVID and their team was just disqualified. I, they didn't yeah, have they, any backup they did, options. They did not have backup options for COVID. No, correct. Right. So like so that's that is another issue you have to you know 
be not necessarily proud of, but, you know, credit the league with that they do have backup options in the case of this happening, that somebody does get sick. You know, the, it, your team isn't just written off entirely. Uh, everybody can get there. It's just the rules trying to attempt to think, make it, things as fair as possible are a little a little draconian, let's say. I think that the perspective needs to shift from like, oh, uh, lands are easy to do. Everyone should yes. just do them. If you're paying yeah. them to do them, you fucking suck. To, holy shit, it's a bit of a miracle. If you can do a land, get on. You pat yourself on the back because yeah. that was not easy to do. That's a very mm. different perspective to have. And I think a lot of people take it for granted and just be like, oh, yeah, right, have lands, and then expect yes. that everyone should just have lands. And yeah. so therefore, yeah, it looks pretty fucking bad that Washington can't have a land when apparently everyone's having lands. But the optics around it is is not that the lands are exceptional. The optics is that if you're not having a land, that is exceptional in the case of it you know, being an exception to the rule. Right. When the rule is no one should have lands, and if you're doing it, you're you're doing great. Uh, and not the other way around, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will also say, I think what we should also consider about this entire discussion is that probably all the facts and things that get, you know, the 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 characters going here or the motions flowing mm. are not on the table publicly, right? Like, there's sure. always going to be, like, it's not a secret that it practically every single homestand, there have been similar mm -hmm. issues where it's just insufficient. Right, like what what uh what is being offered, and that has been true since Overwatch League started. Like, legitimately, can I ask a question on that front? Then, yes. Have they ever limited you in terms of what you could do? It was just a limitation of league resources. Is that correct? They never limited. They never you overstepped you to say no quick play, no ranked, no beta. You can't play. I don't think, I think they, that's. I don't think they did okay. that before, but I might be wrong. Right, like. That's that's my my biggest issue is that that is a a bit draconian for my taste. If I'm if I'm a team and I have the resources to try to front the bill or create a solution for my own team and myself, I don't understand why the league is trying to get in front of me trying to facilitate Here, my team. Here's here's the thing. There's a legitimate case where we're now in a business situation where that is unfair. Like while we oh. were on the road and we were preparing yeah. to be on the road for teams to come mm. up with solutions some had Airbnbs next to the uh, mm -hmm. to the practice facility where they could sit up and they were Correct. flying in or they had like portable PCs. Atlanta Rain had their little uh, their bus bus van, van yeah. with that like bus, full PPA or like not PPA but PC systems with like top line gear that they were going to drive around NA in order to have like top tier practice every uh, everywhere. We're mm -hmm. not in that environment. We're not at a point where like teams are necessarily able to prepare for that and on short notice, and we're not in the financial situation where, where that makes reasonable sense. And it's just, I don't know, that's one of the most glaring issues of throwing money at the problem. Yeah. Where you cannot outperform that with smart usage, if that makes sense. I think, I, again, my, my issue is that like, for the teams that do have the resources, why would you stop them? I get it's not fair, but I, I really don't see a difference, and maybe I'm the dumb one here, 
than looking at a team's, you know, budget resources. It's like, yeah, London has a pretty small budget. Is that fair when you have a team like the Gladiators running around spending God knows what? When you have a team like Toronto running around spending God knows what? Like, that's not fair. So do we limit them? No, you let them spend what they want. If somebody wants to come out, if, if Ale, you know, if the Glads want to come out and spend money on laptops, why not let them? I feel like that improves the product, no? To be fair, and I'm going to be a little bit, uh, this is slightly coming in bad faith, but to be fair... True. Like, uh, budget caps for salaries and stuff exists for the reason of like, okay, well, one person just spending omega bucks. Sure, yeah, else. yeah. That that's I feel like that's reasonable versus like you can't play the game, even though you could feasibly do it on your own dime. Like I, that that just seems like a lot to me for the sake of like what is fair. I, I it just seems. Well, it feels like an balance, overreach. You're trying I know. to balance things to the point where the problem is, I guarantee you, you you let whoever do what they want with their money and do the thing, and then the team, the other team just complains about like, well, that's that's not fair because it does go beyond. How do I how do I argue this? It 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 gets in the territory of like, well, now if you want to stay competitive, you have to do this thing because the other team shoved the costs up, right? Does that make sense? It's like it's no, like yeah, it's, it it's like it's like now that this team has done this and paid all this money to get this practice in and all that kind of stuff. If you don't do that, you're just losing, and so everyone feels pressure to do that. And now everyone's just spending more money because of this one team that's doing that. If that makes sense, yeah. like one team is just shoving everyone else's costs up by doing that. And and I, I, I can to, see it from that perspective. Yeah, no, I it makes sense, but I, I and maybe this is where I'm trying to wrap my head on Giska's point. Um, was was yours kind of similar, but there was a longer amount of time to give people to kind of prepare, you know, this this new meta of practice. It's, and now it's just such just, a binary yes no, you know, like sure, yeah. like this this was a solution. I mean, we've known for a bit, but you didn't know if you were going to qualify. Like what course, legitimate yeah. play does, for instance, someone like Christopher now have in order to prepare yeah. his team yeah, legitimately you couldn't right like yeah, there's no, no like it, it, Christopher like what, what should he have done like looked at new egg and tracked prices yeah. for 3080s <laughs> in order to get the best bargain price and like have everyone like pool some money like this is the uh, Hawaii travel allotment for hardware like mm-hmm. there's no smart play where you can catch up and you could argue like minimum investments should be raised like we have theoretically a minimum uh roster cap which is six times 50k uh, or fifty thousand seven hundred. um but yeah i i I think i'm i'm leaning like you know idealistically and you know me i i want to be idealistic about this i just think we got to realize that we're not in a time and place in this league where no of course like just there, there will be owners that will pony up, and you'll just sit yep. there and like, what should be like the celebration of the highest level of competitive integrity, and like a celebration of Overwatch is some poor dude sitting there on their five hours of scrim time, who might mm-hmm. not even be getting good scrims, who yep. like, uh, otherwise had already a l- really hard job getting there, getting further disadvantage. While yes. others like sitting in their much more high class hotels. By the way, I think the Overwatch League's paying the hotel rooms, they're allotting them there. Um Yeah, they're doing that. They are. Good. Um 
So it looks yeah. like you do. I it. mean, both of yeah. I can see both approaches, and I think both are sig. Yeah, it, there's no good so- solutions here, man. Like, ideally, no, not. like, and it, I and if, I don't finger wag at the league too hard. Yeah, if 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 we were to do it the real American model, we'll just like have a much tighter window what minimally needs to be invested a year mm-hmm. and what maximally can be invested. And I think, honestly, a lot of teams are f- much further away from what is reasonably the minimum that sh- they should invest mm-hmm. than the maximum. Sure. Right? Agreed. So, yeah. I, I, this is We're trying to find elegant solutions to a wonky problem that is just like ex- like just in the current moment we're trying to mm-hmm. balance so many interests and while i do agree that there are definitely rooms of improvement we also have to realize that these solutions had to be taken at very wonky time scales i think mm-hmm. we, we do well in in uh, recognizing that this is plan b so some some disadvantage or some some you know caveats should be or some additional leeway rope should be given to sure. to those solutions at the same time we can always push for improvements and i think nobody's an asshole here that's that's oh, no. an, that's another you know, nobody's the asshole yeah. oh. alex rubens is absolutely in his right to push for his team's uh mm-hmm. like imp- uh, improved um performance ability that's a team that wants to splooch that's a team that has won the last stage that wants to win yep. as much as possible has the ability to win as much as possible argue your in uh, like your points to the best of your ability and there's no issue there no asshole for sure mm-hmm. the league has certain restrictions because of the realities where overwatch is in 2022 Sh- could they shell out more yeah are you going to shout at Mr. X, who's not determining yeah. the budget for the uh, yeah. or Sean Miller? Also, you know, and then also like of course the the um, the Asian teams also have to have their uh, situation respected, and also we we have to recognize that yes, while they get to live in their uh, own pres- uh, practice facilities and whatnot, um, it's still like a. R- it's a reasonable disadvantage to wake up at different times, especially for gamers. It is. And it to is. move your competitive window. And I think people really underestimate how much preparation goes into that because your sure. your everyday schedule from when does food happen? When the, do the scrims happen? When do you go out? When do you go to the gym? When do you wake up? How long scrim? Blah, blah, blah. Like, how do I uh, book scrims with other teams and whatnot? is all determined by that one or two matches you have that weekend at a, an allotted time range that is never further uh, f- f- apart from each other than like three hours, right? So they're optimizing their performance in order for it to happen within that three-hour window. Now you're moving it eight hours earlier. That is legitimately equal to having eight hours of jet lag, admittedly in the same location at Mama's house, basically. Yes, exactly. Right. It, it, it's different, I, but it's not, you know, it's not minuscule. Which is which is why I think last year for the finals, when both Chengdu and Shanghai had to go to yes, a they had to travel, right? Some location they had to travel to. Um, 
okay, it, it, it's not the same as going to Hawaii, but at least it required them travel, required them to play in PPAs. They couldn't be just in their facilities. Um, I mean, you can definitely monitor more if that, that was your goal and you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there was there was more. They had to be taken out of their comfort zone as well, which I respected. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that could have worked. If that could have worked, I, I think that would have not gone down well with the Asian teams because that would have been someone's additional cost. I don't know who. I mean, at minimum, even if the team, even if the league pays for like, okay, we're going to get a venue like last time and teams are going to come here and we'll set their things up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And maybe the league could even pay for accommodation, but there'll still be some costs involved for the Asian teams um, that they would feel is like kind of unnecessary. I don't know. May- maybe I'm giving them too much rope here and they should just suck it up and do deal with it the way NA teams would deal with it, to be fair. But I'm just saying that there would have been significant pushback on that as well from, yeah. from the other side. Should make sense. You got to also, you know, fight for five your teams as well. Um, I'm going to say something hot. I think this is not going to go over well, but um, at this point, um, hearing how much and, and believing how much uh, live events mean to uh, the fan base, uh, I, I almost would have preferred at this point uh, if we didn't go Hawaii and we just did another regional. Um, and I am one yep. for international competition. I love it. That's I not think that it's hot. Great. That take is not that hot. I can tell you right now, it is not that hot of a take. I, I, you're, you're I'll be surprised. You are not the only person I've heard with that take. Yeah. yeah. At and this point, I, like I don't, I don't necessarily hate the take either because sure. this is almost as much as I love international competition as well. Mm-hmm. This is almost creating more problems yes. than than yes. that yeah. it solves. And because you can't get it right. Like it. we're we're having to do a weird overreach where like Blizzard is like dedicating resources to monitoring people so they don't practice, which like on paper just yeah. makes my brain melt. Once you yeah, get into it, that stage, it's just like fuck it, this ain't worth it anymore, yeah, you know. No, I, I let's let's throw a celebration. Let's get people in an arena. Let's get some fans. Let's get some butts in seats. Now, you know uh, actually, I, I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay. Why don't we do our normal regional lands? Yeah. And then figure out a way for the top two, one top team from each region to face each other sure. in yeah. a final. Like, well, we could even do that. Like, that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Now you're only dealing with. That. One team from NA traveling, and maybe one team from Asia traveling, mm-hmm. if that. You you could have done it in that way, and then made that... Like, you could have always had regional tournaments with lands in each region, and then have, if it works, if COVID allows for it, we mm-hmm. also do the international with, like, four teams. I think... Unironically, I, I think that's the future of the league. I think that's exactly what we do to like appease the homestand model like fans that would be... and like also still keep like a safe like distance from one another and because, like not sell out events. I, I get Mr. X's position is just like oh of course you yeah. know you don't want to be cutting eight NA teams down to less than that because you're just punishing teams that fairly qualified they they qualified fair and fucking square and you're just gonna cut you you don't it feels awful to cut them. Like competitive competitive integrity is at stake if you just cut teams like that when they can yeah. compete and qualified fairly. Like teams like London get punished from shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that doesn't feel good. So I, I there's I, there is no like eloquent eloquent solution except you know do one team in Hawaii that gets to play in a final against the one Asian. I don't know. That's that's all I can think and of. That, that, that seems yeah. I like that solution. Possible. 
I think that's good, to be honest with you. I, I don't know the logistics and like what the league would like view apparently, that. Apparently we can't support eight teams in Hawaii, so let's right. just support two or one yes. or two. I don't know. Correct. Just do that. Exactly. I think that like probably would have had to be like just in, in an actionable way, that probably would have had to been decided before the schedule was made. Um yes, but I that, think that, that is that is the future of the league, if I'm gonna be completely honest with you. If if COVID while it's severely diminished and like we definitely have a handle on I mean, it, you know, it's still not gone. Hindsight 2020, that exactly. probably would have been the right 100%. call to make. But that is that is a very hindsight 2020 call. Agreed. 100%. It's, it's hard to know ahead of time when your mm -hmm. original goal, your plan A, was to bring everyone together. And well, Shanghai had its lockdown and that right. the plan kind of went to shit very quickly. Yeah. I mean, and I think okay. knock on wood. the issue here is that we're not. We're, we're not necessarily moving forward. It's like we're adding more like we're adding more goop to the bag where there's there's just more hurdles to jump over and more like obfuscation. Yeah. It just doesn't seem let's, good. Yeah. Let's it's not uh, I don't know if we have anything final really to say on that, but I think we right. I think it's probably about time to mm -hmm. move on. Um, you finally touch charge. And that's going to be the whole episode, guys. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the Guangzhou charge. This is a good one. I like this. Are doing things. They're doing mick things. Woo! Yeah. Big changes after okay. two failed stages. Mm -hmm. Assistant coach Youngjin has been removed or he's departed uh that by the way is the real young c9 young jin did the real c9 um god bless him but to be honest i'm not gonna lie the, because he's so infamous he is going to be remembered for all oh, of history yes. and overwatch esports mm -hmm. he will be remembered forever so he will be not everyone, not, not everyone can just be famous for the right reasons but sometimes we can get infamous for some of the wrong reasons, hey, you take those. Uh, unique and develop, Forch well, fortunately or unfortunately, also departing the team, as well as Rio. Yes. So Rio's gone, Unique's gone, Develop's gone, Young Jin is gone. Instead, what we are going to get is no announced tank, so Krong is going to be the solo tank for a while. I don't mm -hmm. hate that, but it does mean that I expect a lot more out of Krong. Um, mm -hmm. Replacing Unique is going to be Xerneas, a.k.a. Yveltal. He had a name change. Replacing developer is going to be Jimmy, and I suppose replacing Eileen, but yes and no, but just adding another DPS to make sure they have three DPSs is going to be Yiska's favorite player, a Predator. Bang. Can I... Have this, you, did you yet, Yiska? Okay. Yeah, I, I did Coom. I thought, like, what the fuck took you so long? Um, sure, yeah. But I, I think... What we should also put some eyes on, because nobody, literally nobody else will, mm -hmm. is to sort of see, like, Rio leaving this team is at the end of an era. Because this kid yep. was the yep. tank yeah. for this team forever. He's the definition the of mid, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And I think, like, you, you could argue that it was now time for him to leave, because that's mm -hmm. not good enough anymore. It's the most invisible player based on playtime in Overwatch League ever. But he was also, really? even during the high time of the charge, never a real liability un up until now, I think. 
and then yeah. then it's fair that uh, they get out now it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I feel like there's a lot of reliability there i think mm-hmm. um yeah the, even if you think about like the strongest times of charge that's kronk's era in my mind right like yep. kronk sigma uh like that's when uh, Gargoyle was still a good Sigma. That's around that time, mm-hmm. right? Rio was just there. And there's a lot to be said about players that are just there and never in the way and just still celebrate mm-hmm. break victories. But I think it's it's worth recognizing uh, people like that. They really, mm-hmm. you know, are never stand out, but also never the problem. Yep. He was a job doer. He did his job. And that's all you could really ask for him. He was never really going to pop off. He did his job. And you know what? I I was a real apologist for a long time. Like this kid does not get the credit that I think like he deserves. Like nobody's ever looking at Rio as like, oh man, you fed there. Oh man, you threw that away. Like he was just fine. Yeah. Like that's a lock. Like I know my tank (laughs) is not going to fuck around. He's a job doer. Like that nine to five salary man. That's been at the company for 50 years. He gets it done. And he he still hasn't retired. He's a 70 year old man Mm -hmm. working the same position for the last 20 years. He just he's a job doer. He's a blue collar job doer. He just he rolls the sleeves up and he does the job. And I can appreciate that. And it's and it's in a way it is a little sad. It is a little sad to see him go. Hopefully, you know, there's there's something else for him out there. But yeah, it's it was probably time in the preseason. But, you know, I I, I agree with you. It's probably, you know, he deserves a little bit of a send off. So shout outs to you, Rio. Yeah, uh, it's it is an end of an era. It is an end of an era. Um, Start of a new one. Gone as well. So True. You, know, you both the both two OG charge players are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in a new period for charge altogether, um, but an exciting one. So let's also talk yes. about the fact that okay, we lose those three players. I feel a little bit bad for develop because I feel like he had more to show, mm-hmm. but this was maybe the wrong team for him. Maybe he was miscoached. I just feel like he had a lot of potential coming out of contenders mm-hmm. that was not going to be realized on this team, sadly. Maybe on a different team yeah. it could have been realized. I think he got a lot of flack and a lot of targeting from mm-hmm. everyone else watching. Some some very justified and some is just like, I don't know, like... People like to point fingers like, well, whose fault is it? Who sucks yes, on the scene? Yeah. And I don't know. Like I've even seen Choice One have bad games. He has much he has plenty more good games than bad games. But sure, yeah. listen, this I think it's I think overall this team has had some major team issues that's been going on for two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh you could even argue three, but we'll just say two. And no, we'll just say two. We can't really be three because we had um the, the actual win in twenty twenty, didn't we? So it can't be three. Let's just say two then, to be fair. So, but I, I, I'm all for changing the guard. This will also appease the Chinese fans, by the way, who are really pissed that Eileen got dropped sure. because they're just losing more and more Chinese players from this team. Mm. Uh, but they're just going to add three Chinese players. And I, this, by the way, Charge right now are like, how do I describe them? They basically look at Shanghai Dragons, look at Chengdu Hunters, Mm-hmm. And then the team that goes, you made this? No, I made this. Yes. It just, <laughs> it just like takes. Thank you. Thank Molly, you. Yeah, Molly, develop. It's like you kind of had a smorgasbord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Debatably, you know, it's not one of those like $80 buffets you go to. It's one of those like cheaper buffets. 
you're not getting the finest cuts of meat, but you are getting you are getting all you can eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're just taking bits and pieces from these other teams, like, oh yeah, get me a develop, give me a Molly. Yeah. Oh yeah, your Valtel, Jimmy, your oh, oh a oh, Prita. Oh, that's a choice cut. Yep, yep. Give me. Yeah, you you find one choice cut. You're like, holy shit, a Prita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get the one choice cut, and they're like, damn, dude. There's a ribeye in here. Yeah, exactly. Book, there's a single ribeye. Holy, and and that's where like to play with the metaphor. That's where charge needs to be. That like that that nice mom and pop shop. That's not on like all the food reviews, but like boy, howdy, do they do a lot with what they have, right? If you can get that ribeye, if you can get the resources that you have, and you can cook a mean dish, that's what the charge needs to become. Because you have you have been gifted a, a plethora of resources at your disposal. Yvetal is now Xerneas, uh, a, a fantastic, statistically, a world-class main support. Fantastic player, a huge upgrade. A Prita, arguably a Rookie of the Year candidate coming into the season, but because of, you know, the chunk of circumstances. But- agreed. You know, tried to draw that caveat there. You know, is going to be an impactful player. Charge would have to win the Summer Showdown, and a Prita would yes. have to diff... He would yep. have to diff lip, fits, stalker, <laughs> prophet, flit, all of he would have to diff fucking every single one of them. And that's and that's just not gonna happen. Up. And then and then he can get rook of the year. Right. I'm gonna exactly. give it to him. I will I will personally give I don't give a fuck who I have to fight. <laughs> I will break into Sean Miller's right. office, I will steal that award and I will fucking give it to a pro myself if he does that. Uh-huh. It, it, it's it's I, I cannot understate how big of a move up this is for the charge. Um and and really you, you look at like the, the hunters, you look at the fusion, look at the dragons as they stand now, and I, I can't help but start to wonder if Charge is now sitting within them with the moves that they've made today. That's how impactful these are. The, the Charge can now be considered, just on paper value alone, a mid-table team. Hmm. I'm excited for the mid-table, because we're about to have zero like completely yeah. bad teams in Apex. Apex about to be real fucking interesting. Like... All seven teams competitive? Fucking sign me up. Oh, wait, yep. I've already been signed up. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a huge deal. And, and like, people even poo-poo on Jimmy, but, like, I'm going to circle back to something oh, I feel no, like no, we no, brought no, up no. on the show. Like, you you go back and watch Avril's kind of co-stream or casting over, um, while maybe reviewing. Yeah, I mean, still, but, like, Jimmy did not look like the same player that he did the season prior. Like, this kid either has improved or is like sitting in an environment that he's actually being able to thrive in. Like maybe he'll just be a role player. Maybe he'll just be a hit scan guy, but like, that's okay with me. Yeah. Like, he'll, he he'll be decent. I, I think he's always been decent. I think he's, you know, I, I don't know if he had some, uh, okay. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to try and make some excuses for his performances on Chengdu. I think Chengdu early on definitely were yeah. not as exciting as Chengdu later on. Yeah. Let's just be real about that. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to try and put too much blame. I'm not going to play either side. I'm, I'm both not going to put too much blame on Jimmy. Sure. And I'm also not going to make excuses for him. I'm just going to sit down in the middle like the fence sitter I am, you know? Yeah. With that with that fence peg straight up my butthole. I'm just a fucking career fence sitter. And I love it. Love that shit. Um, and had Joy finally has a... A, a DPS partner that I feel like he can oh consistently count on. That's nuts, bro. right? That's huge. If Predator actually pops off, Chengdu fans are going to be livid. They will be mm-hmm. seething. And I can't blame them. I can't blame them for seething because they'll look at a Predator and be like, bro, we could have had him. Yep. We did have him. We should have had him. Yeah. Should have. Fuck's sake. <laughs> they'll, look at a Predator joy. they'll look at a Predator Joy just f- absolutely fuck. And they'll be like, wow. 
I think I think people wow. are really going to start to wake up to how good choice I want is. I think people are going to be impressed by everything that I feel like all pundits have been saying about Aprita. I think people are going to start wisening up to Xerneas and how good he's been for a while. I think this team is a contender. I, I would I, I feel comfortable saying this. I think. I think charge is a lock for top four next stage. Really? Mm. A lock? Oh, no. A lock. I think they are a lock. That's a, that's a fucking statement. A lock. Yep. Uh, they have a long break, though, right? Like they do. A- Apex and I think that, that only later. helps. No, 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 no. Let me let me be sure. straight about something. They will not have. Okay, their next match isn't until August eighteenth. But don't mm-hmm. act like they're just all fucking grinding away as a team until then. Oh no, no, no. these three new players are still on uprising. Uh, oh, I always do this. When I see UP, I think of Uprising. Ultra Prime Academy, which is Guangzhou's Academy team, playing sure. in fucking contenders. They're playing with their contenders team. Sure. Playing the entire first contenders tournament before they're going to go to the charge and start screwing with the charge. So it's not like a Pritter and Choice of one of their buddying, buddying. No, they're not. with each other, developing synergy, because a Pritter's got to fucking play with his contenders team first. True. So, yeah. I mean... It, uh, there's gonna be teething. I, I let's let's just let's just calm our expectations a little bit. There will be teething issues. There's gonna be a bit of time where they need to get together, work out their comm structure. Like you know, this is now a majority Chinese team with mm-hmm. two Korean members instead of it being the other way around. That's a that's a major difference. Like that that is a considerable difference. Sure. Um, how do they work out that comm structure? How do they work out? And by the way, Pritter hasn't played on a, on a mixed team before. He's only played on Chinese teams. True. Um, how do we work that out? Uh, then you have to build the synergy. You, you got guys that haven't played together before. You have to work on that shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to be straightforward. I think they're going to need a bit of time to work it out, especially considering the, the new guys will be late because they have to finish playing containers. I don't know the logistics of this. So I, I do have to wonder if this even actually pans out, but I, I do see a world where that is a weird boon for them that they have to play in contenders. Because is there not like a lapse period of like playing on this patch versus last? Does that make sense? Like this patch isn't like the new live patch is not going to be rolled out. And f- feasibly, I would guess that there is going to be like a the OPR isn't going to be um, updated. Is that correct? Am I understanding that right? No, no, it will be because the contenders teams have to play on OPR. Okay, maybe that's eventually. a little bunker. They, they did eventually. On, they play on OPR once they reach like the top eight. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but sure. Region. Anyway, um, so I, I see what you mean. You're saying you like, see, yeah, actually, the teams, these players, who get an advantage because they get to scrim Possibly. and compete Possibly. on the the new patch earlier than everyone else. Yeah, I Could can be. see that. I could see that being a situation as well. And I don't think they need to be world beaters. I don't think they need to be coming for Seoul and Shanghai, but. I think Spark need to be a little worried. I think Fusion need to be a little concerned because I do believe the Charge are are now within that that competitive range. Like this, they're not a buy team anymore. They're not just a forget me. It's a th- easy three zero. Mm. This is a team that can compete depending on what the meta looks like. And again, we don't know what that looks like, but just on paper value alone, if they came into this stage, maybe even the season with this team, I think the standings of this region look completely different. I, I and I think people would be surprised at at where Charge might sit. I, I do think this team is that good at this point. They, they are definitely like their first two matches. The first one is against uh, the Dragons. Shanghai. Yeah. And the second one 
is against the Valiant. Yeah. That seems That's to be That's a one like, in one week. You, you, mm, I don't two, know. I think that's a one game. No, I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> that's, I'm not sure. I think sure. that's a one in one week. I think you're you go one in one. You can, I, 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 I 100% am. Nah. Uh, sorry, Nick, uh, Nick, uh, in APAC. Uh, I am uh, not going to assume that. I'm I'm gonna be cautiously optimistic. I, I don't want to be disappointed by the charge, so I'm just gonna be cautiously optimistic. You you say in the own. middle of uh, APEC, right, Joe? Sure, yeah. I'd say okay, I say firmly in the four. middle. Okay, who, I'd say four. Then yeah. then you would need to find three teams there better then. Yeah. Okay. Valiant, Fusion, Hunters. None. You're high. Okay. I said Fusion as well. Shit. And as you can see, I'm big on the fusion training. So. <laughs> I think I think this patch is going to, and maybe Avril, you can speak to this after coming from a contenders broadcast. I think this patch is going to be a, a significant meta shift. I think the lapse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You see what I'm talking about? Like it, it, this is this is going to be a big change of pace. I don't think the what we look at now, I think there there needs to be like a reset of where we're looking at teams. And I don't know that I look at the hunters as like, ah, yeah, this is this is their meta coming in like to watch out. And granted, I'll leave open the possibility for uh, an APAC twist on things. Maybe they maybe they see something that NA doesn't. But I I caution just like leaving things as is. I think Valiant are an easy one. I think Fusion Hunters could be in there. I think Spark could be in there. I think the only two teams I'm comfortable putting within the top four are Soul and Di or Soul Dynasty and the Shanghai Dragons, and everybody else is up for grabs. You have two spots that are that's a free for all. I I think they haven't made the changes that are good enough for them to even leave last space place at this point. Really? Yeah, that's nuts to me. Okay, are we talking? Are we talking about like physically leaving through points, or are we talking about power ranking leave? Power ranking. I would say oh, power ranking as well. Yeah, that's a pick. I don't. I don't understand how you can look at the Los Angeles Valiant roster and go, "Hmm." I'd be very surprised if they get more than a map against Valiant that first weekend. Oh, would you like to weekend, bet on that? Sure, yeah. First weekend, sure. I'll give you that. Sure. What would and, you like to bet for then, a map? And then also like. <laughs> To say that fusion is is going to be worse than them is outrageous. When they probably will have a top four finish, this uh, can I uh, can I can I lay the stakes here? You guys don't have to say what you. I'll tell you what you'll be betting. Okay. Um, you'll be betting ownership of each other's respective children, of which none of them are actually your children. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Um, you get to, we have have to trade Joe. nieces and nephews. Yes, correct. You you yeah, gotta yeah. trade your your baby nieces and nephews. The winner gets to have the other one's baby, mm. and then you have to explain to then you have to explain yeah. to your your sibling why they don't have a baby anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I lost a baby I... to a bitch. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I uh, you know, DraftKings is a, is a bitch. The alternative the alternative was to call the annoying guy Lot again. You will understand. Yeah. There's, there's always a Lord bet. There's always a Twitter account bet. Yeah. <clears throat> Just saying. I don't know. Someone offers on the table. You th you think Valiant doesn't? You think you think Charge doesn't get a more than a map versus a Valiant? That's bonkers to me. Like Valiant is already wild. is like very close to beating top teams. Valiant kind of. That's true. That's true. 
Ah, uh, you are underestimating the Valiant a lot here. I might be, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. think they're particularly great. I'm, I'm, what it does mean is that the APEC average level is now most definitely higher than the average level in NA. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I already thought it was before, but now it definitely is. Like, without a fucking doubt. Correct. And so anybody who's like coming for anybody who's coming for Avril, it's just different. It's dude, just a different. There's so much to try to stun them. Zero free. There's zero free games now. Correct. There's not a single game where you're like, oh, that's free. None. Yep. You have to fucking work for every game now. Yeah. So, bruh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Apex is about to get real interesting. What, however, you want to see the charge, it, that region has improved a lot just from the, like these three pieces of talent coming into the roster. Like that region leveled up. I don't know where I'd put them here. I think I I just think it's going to be very even. I'm not going to. Here's sure. the, here's the people. Here's the thing that people don't get about Apex. You you've been so fucking. Sl- I don't want to describe this. You've been so. What is? How do I be derogatory but not so derogatory? <laughs> That it's too offensive. I want to be a little bit offensive, but not too offensive. You've been you've been so fed. You know, what? you've you've been nut tapped hey. enough. There you go. You've been nut tapped enough in North okay. America watching North American teams where like games are just you can just call the game before it starts. It's like, oh yeah, Vancouver versus blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, cool. That that team's won. Uh, Vancouver loses. Or Paris, but yeah, that yeah, whatever. Uh, New York, ah uh, yeah, New York loses. Whatever. You've been mm. you've been fucking tapped in the nutsack so many times by those games. You simply cannot fathom the idea that teams can be close and that you can't just call the games. Yeah. What I mean by that is that I don't even know if I can comfortably power rank these teams because it's like yeah. anybody should be able to beat anybody on, on a given day. Maybe, you know, okay, Seoul and Shanghai could still be on a different level, but the other mm. five teams, they can all fucking beat each other like pretty evenly. Like Charge with this roster should be able to walk into any game I, I want to even include Seoul and Shanghai into that conversation realistically. Sure. I would like to include them in that conversation and say, there's a fair fucking chance Charge can win that. Mm-hmm. You could never fucking say that between a top team in NA and a bottom team in NA. No, Simply you, doesn't exist. You don't Simply look at the Paris exist. Eternal and the Gladiators and go, mm, yeah, on a meta, is, like, no. And this is why, and this is why you, you have a situation where it's like, you know, people are like, oh, it's, it's, it's such a clown for you, Sonipad, because it's so unpredictable. It's like, oh, we have close teams here that can yeah. all play to each other and they're all fucking competitive. And you can't understand, you can't fathom the idea that teams can be competitive because you've been so fucking nutsack tapped by bullshit teams being so fucking awful that you know they're going to lose every game. Mm-hmm. And other teams being so much better that you know they're going to win every game. How is, yeah. how, what, in what world is that more interesting? In what world? It's not. Boring. It's not. Nope. Charge getting better. I like it. It's good shit. Can't wait to see what they look like. Honestly, like, it it is a a tangible narrative coming into you know the countdown cup like what does charge 2.0 bring to the table like are they coming in swinging what does this patch look like like it's this is a time to get excited because we got a tournament coming up we got a new patch this could be exciting we'll see i don't know i'm just like about to be they're about to be eating good Eating I'm not saying all seven teams are better than all 13 teams. Sure, yeah. No, that's not true. I'm not even saying that, like, Charge just come in and, and they're the fifth best team in NA. I'm not even, I'm not even saying anything <laughs> like that. that that's, that's, like, like, that's some, like, really hyperbolic, hardcore APAC fan speak, because I have seen those takes before. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm personally not saying that. 
I'm respectful enough to not go that far because I also don't believe it's true. But what I will say is, it's like, you know, every game in APAC about to be good because you don't know who's going to win. And that's exciting as shit. Yes, it is. Now, you did put up a, bu- a bug up my ass. I do. I will go. I, I'll be that person. I will go out here and I will start to list the teams that I think the charge are better than in NA. Ready? Titans, easy one. Yeah. Paris, easy yeah. one. New York, easy one. Yeah. Boston, getting a little harder. Better than better than Boston. Justice, better than Justice. Defiant, better than Defiant. I think when it gets real close is when you get to Florida at seven. And I think that says a lot about how good this team is. Just just from they've made just three moves, two moves. I don't even give a shit about Jimmy. You could literally cut Jimmy. It, a lot of this is just from Xerneas and Aprita. That says a lot about how good these two players are. And I put them top 10 at the least in NA. Says a lot about some of those bottom tier teams. So the so the quote unquote worst team in APAC is at minimum top half in a mid tier no, mid tier top no, half. Now that you know with the old roster, that that's a different discussion. Now no, they're no, top no, ten no, easily. No, the real no, I'm talking about the real roster. The real ro- the current roster is still fucking technically speaking at the bottom because of points. Okay, sure, okay, okay, physically fair. speaking at the bottom. If you I mean. if you want to look at it that way, that's fine. Yeah. No, of course I'm not talking about the old. What you, what I'm just, I'm, you know, for for all the YouTube frogs that you know, like eh, Rio and Unique or top ten. And, no, 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 no. Just to be very clear, for all the the goofballs, the, all the Timmies, Aprita and Xerneas make charge a top ten NA team, and it's not close. Bro, I'm dude. Battle.net forums makes YouTube <laughs> chat, YouTube comments, <laughs> Twitch chat, fucking Harvard. Cringe lord on it's like it's like it's like homeless people versus like you know the the utmost high tier society I've ever seen in my life. You know that's that's how bad battle is. They're like they're I don't know like cavemen versus fucking aliens with with fucking space. I don't know. It's I don't know where I'm going. You don't you understand my point? The, The level of civilization is not comparable. Mm-hmm. We have it. We have it. We have a, a type zero civilization versus a fucking type three civilization. Is what mm-hmm. we're talking yeah. about. That's the difference between Battle.net and YouTube chat. Yeah. Um, we have good. We have good yeah. discussions. We have good conversations, and that extends to the YouTube chat and our Discord. So come, come join yeah. us. It's a good time. All right. Uh, how much do we care about covering last week's games? Well, there's some bangers. Let me refresh my mind. They've, they've got a couple. I think the, the Titans Justice game delivered in spades. I think that's probably the most entertained I've been all season, if I'm going to be completely honest. Sitting in Discord, just flipping out of, about how the Titans came inches close from pulling off the upset of the season, oh, what it feels like. yeah. That one was pretty hot uh, until like it upset? wasn't. Does it feel like an upset? Because to me, oh, it's yeah. like, how comparable. I don't know. Is it an upset? I would say so. Maybe. All right. I would say it's 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 would, a pretty sizable. I would sizable. say I would say factually you'd have to you'd be technically correct because mm-hmm. of the score lines of the two teams. You would technically be correct in it being a upset. <clears throat> um but I don't know. I think I you can't ignore Vancouver now. I still haven't watched the game yet, but I feel like I got all the details. It's like when there's a really popular movie that I don't watch. Yeah, but I know what happens because everyone fucking talks about it, and so I just yes, know what happens. Yes. Yeah, it um, is. It is, is. It is the most Michael Bay game 
and up until the final moments like it is it is yeah light it's the micro it's, it's, it, it i was, love that comparison it was moonfall <laughs> like fuck michael oh, bay dude. and fuck that game like it, it is actually moonfall? it is actually it was a great game what are you talking about it's actually exactly the same as moonfall Roland because Emmerich. Roland yeah Emmerich. Uh, fuck you fuck Emmerich. oh my god fuck this guy so how did you say his name Emmerich. No, it's Emmerich. It says Emmerich. Right. Yeah. Eldritch. <laughs> Bro, that movie was so atrocious. Like, it started oh, were out... were you entertained? No. I was. It started out was. sort of like, <laughs> oh shit, the moon is falling onto the planet. What the fuck can we do? Yeah. And this is sort of like how the Justice... Uh, titans came when like oh my god mm. like we're we're seeing the collision of two spatial bodies and like who's going to explode <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out one of them is just spatial hollow body. as fuck stupid yeah. as fuck <laughs> like <laughs> it's like when Taya collided with earth hundreds of millions of billion years ago and created the moon mm. fun fact from that collision that collision, like, entirely destroyed Taya, which is, by the way, that was the size of Mars when it collided with the Earth. But, like, the Earth, just a fucking Tuesday, just shrugged it off. That's the, that's the most giga-chad shit I've ever heard of. Like, a whole planet collides into you, and the Earth is like, eh, oof, just an inconvenience. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Anyway. It's theorized, anyway. You know, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I can't confirm. <laughs> You know, like it's it's actually a beautiful metaphor. Like you know, like when when for instance shock against glads, right? That's a game mm -hmm. that like has everything you want. It's like really enticing, whatnot. That's melancholia. It's just pr practically the same premise, right? Like it's the earth, it's the moon, it's just coming. And you don't need any fancy twists and turns. You can tell a story there. Kirsten dances naked. So is Reiner. <laughs> oh, Anta. Like, <laughs> the, all okay. of that works out, and then you take mm -hmm. the same game, the same theme, and you make it into a Dyson Sphere fucking story, <laughs> in which, like, the, uh, yeah. Um, Speaking of which, was there an animation on the bot? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's just do that. But by the way, all of that, like, it's not just the C9 that's egregious. Everything that yeah. happens, like, it's it's like yes, a brain before. switch. That just goes yes. off for an entire minute. Nobody, like, yep. not a single neuron was firing in that entire game for a complete middle. It was like every doctor would have to told everyone, everyone is brain dead in that entire minute. You, it, you shut off the machines. It's over. Like it was the most beautiful minute of Overwatch for the every wrong reason possible. It was it was perfect. You know the worst part, you know the worst part, all the plebs will now use that as an example against people. Like, oh, see, you can come back and push. Yeah, for oh, teams yeah. of fucking shit. Then I guess you can. Yeah. <laughs> but any team that turns on their fucking monitor and has brains, they, that, that's not normal. It's you can't come to me with mm -hmm. like abnormalities and pretend that's the fucking normal. Like yeah. I'm gonna be someone be like, yep, every human has one head, two arms, two legs, and you're gonna find some person. What's the, what is the thing when they're attached to another person? You're going to find that person. Simi's. You're going to find a conjoined twin. You're like, yeah, but this person doesn't have two arms. And you're just like, bro, that's... Guys, you cannot be fucking coming at me with a single anomaly and then pretending it's normal. Yeah. 
Anyway, speaking of Kirsten Dunst, I did have a crush on her as a child because I watched Jumanji. Um, okay, move on to the next game. <laughs> Wait, nice. how do you move get a crush game. from Jumanji and not Spider-Man? That's the most average shit I've ever had, man. Because <laughs> I was younger and she was too old for me in Spider-Man. And that sounds really bad in the context of yes, 2022. Yes, I was a child. I was a child as well. You were a child. Up. I was also attracted a child. Attracted to children, yes. Okay, I, w I was attracted. How old is she? I was attracted to someone. I, I think she's slightly older than me. She is a little bit younger than me. I'm so sad. No, that's not true. She's, she's she was, 40. No. She's, okay. she, is, she is nine years older than me. So fuck you. I was attracted to someone nine years older than me, not younger. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. Outside of that... Outside of the uh, Justice we Titans. We have to talk about Philly. We have to talk about Philly. Okay. When, when okay. have you been attracted to Anta? Since when have you been attracted to Anta? Why are you comparing? Why Why? Why is this the same person as Kirsten Dunst? I mean, have you I, seen I just, them just, in the just, same room? Just, just, just for clarity, I don't currently have. I don't currently have a crush on Kirsten Dunst. That ended probably yes. about twenty years ago. As it soon as you saw Anta. About twenty years ago, Hunter fucking wasn't born twenty years ago. Okay, um, <clears throat> I mean you've I think, been styling every is. single gay team that he has coached, so I'm I'm just assuming. Um. Anyway, the 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 person I currently have a crush on is MN3. Let's talk about Philadelphia Fusion. Okay. Mm. Um. So I cast this game. Holy fuck! If you haven't watched this game, which one? Just to be clear, watch Soul it. Philly. Because um, I have not caught to be, up. To be really mean. Uh, and to be unnecessarily obtuse and unhelpful, I'm just going to say all Philly games, because you should be a Philly fan. Let's go, Philly! No, um, <laughs> Philly versus Soul. Philly versus Soul. Which is significant, even though this game had zero stakes, because Soul was not going to move out of number one, Philly yeah. was not going to move out of number four. Even though this game had zero stakes, it was... It was still such an awesome game because it meant so much to Philly in particular because they had been on a really shaky kind of up and mm. down roller coaster. Uh, what else? And um, and yeah. they they hadn't beaten Seoul for something like three or four games a long time. They hadn't been Seoul for a while. Mm. They Seoul and Seoul had a perfect record against them this season. I think they had they were seven zero against Philadelphia in maps this season so far. So not only did Philly not beat Seoul yet this year, they were being dumpstered by Seoul. Uh, so this was a significant game. And this everyone everyone wrote Philly. I wrote Philly. Everyone wrote Philly. Yeah. It was like, there's no way Seoul's the best team. Philly's not going to win. They're just not going to win this. Mm. But yeah, uh, if you if you don't want to watch the whole game, then at least watch the highlights. And I don't mean the official Overwatch League highlights. You can watch it if you want. But Philadelphia Fusion on their YouTube, just Google it. They uploaded. Sorry, they created and then uploaded their own highlights package of just MN3's POV. And that's uh, about a six-minute video. So if you just want a short, you know, bite-sized video that you can, that was you can hard, watch right? during one You press one record, position. and then you press stop, and you got the frag movie. Like, that map was just mm -hmm. perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can watch it. You can, you can watch it in a single, in, in a single poo session. So that's, that's good for you. Um, you know, you're in the break during the toilet, you know, uh, Hey, it's on company time. You can be, you're being paid to take a shit. It's, it's all good. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel guilty about it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good watch for six minutes. 
not gonna lie to you, it was just some of the shots are unbelievable. Some of the shots are inhuman. That shot on yeah. Profit at the start of New Queen Street, dude, that shit was fucking terminated. Yeah, T800, mm. fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Terminator 2 levels of insane. Yeah, yeah. just unreal. Yeah, no, that kid is like when he's on, he's on. That was some ants mm. shit right there, right? Like, ah, uh, just controlled the whole game. He made fit swap off Ash. Geez. He made yes. fit fucking yep. swap off. Yep. No, completely boomed the fella. Like, uh, oh my god, like. You know, he fits on the other side. He's like, guys, I can't deal with this. Like, <laughs> I gotta swap. Like, Jesus. Having an existential crisis. You know what What was also crazy? Mm. Prophet actually had a good game. Like, Prophet was that crazy? trying, dude. Huh? No, no. I'm saying Prophet was on and MN3 and still, still fragmented. Oh. Right. I gotcha. Okay. Right? Like, well, dude, the amount of times, the amount of times MN3 specifically fragged Prophet is pretty high as well. Yeah. Mm. That's, you know. And so. they tried to shut him down. They they threw everything in the kitchen sink at him, but like it was still not enough most of the time. Man, the mm -hmm. ceiling of this team is so high. I don't know. Dude, I watched Prophet only hunt down MN3. Every pulse bomb specifically only targeting MN3, mm. and they still could only barely shut him down. Yeah. Barely. Jeez. Maybe not even all. They they it was like the other four members were invisible and Soul were like, this is a five versus one game now and we are mm -hmm. going to put every single resource into only killing one guy. That's what it was like. That's how hard MN3 was carrying. That okay. Soul felt the need to be like, we, we just have to kill MN3. Otherwise we're fucked. Like, right. it was that. It was that crazy. I will also say I still find that my tweet didn't do anywhere near enough numbers that it should have done because i thought it was what, what fire was so you know how bring up, bring up the tweet how a lot of the the uh like chengdu fans were like um upset that chengdu is now not going to the mid-season because it's so such much more uh impressive team and like uh like if if the competitive format was any better blah 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 blah, blah. they mm. said this last week when philly was legitimately just one map behind right and the last maps hadn't even been played. Of course, now it's very clearly the case that, um, like, if Philly would have even in this stage, if only those games would have counted, Philly would have still been ahead of uh, the charge, right? So, I tweeted, <clears throat> according to the uh, Guinness Book of Records, the anechoic uh, chamber at Orfield Laboratories in Minneapolis. It's the uh, quietest place in the world, with a background noise reading minus 9.4 decibels. It achieves this level of silence by being filled with those Overwatch fans who claimed that the Chengdu Hunters deserve to go to the mid-season madness ahead of the Philadelphia Fusion. You're fucking dumb. This team, you want this team there every single time. You wouldn't have even have to the need to watch the Soul game. They demonstrated their peaks several times this season you want mm. a team that isn't just like vanilla ice cream you want the one that pops off uh, when it matters and if they don't whatever they're out in two games but like yeah. if they hit their meta on that weekend like they they're win. going to develop uh, like show you at least like a top four finish why would you not have want to have that team like nah that that tilted me off the planet I don't know I, I mean I, I see I see it from the Chengdu POV. Mm -hmm. I do see it from Chengdu POV because 
at at the time that they were complaining, at that exact moment in time, it did feel a little bit justified since, you know, their team did legitimately look really good, mm. had very competitive games versus both Seoul and Shanghai. I was also a little pissed that, like, you know, the two teams that would be going outside of Seoul and Shanghai were a little bit average. And I was a little, I was going to be upset at the fact that, okay, if they perform badly internationally, it would just look bad on the whole region, especially when we have Chengdu that could actually go and maybe look good. But, you know, I've kind of turned that all around now. I, I've, I've 180 on that very quickly because I'm sure. like, you know what? No, I, I think fully deserve to go 100% because they just. Fully, I mean, after, after this. After like, what they did, I was just like, holy fuck. They, yeah. they, they're not, not only are they going to go, but they're going to go and look pretty good, I hope, mm -hmm. I think, I feel. They've got a look that like is scary. I, again, it, coming into this week, again, I have not seen the game, but everything you're telling me is pretty fucking standout. Like this sounds like vintage MN3, and this kid just started his career, right? Like this is this is as fucking carry performance as it gets, right? Coming into the week, this seemed to be like a write-off game. Soul easily beats Philly, like you guys are saying, and I don't need to see the game to hear what you're saying and really consider philly for the midseason madness i can't say the same about chengdu who gets 3-0'd and who else they play they played spark and then they, they take a map off of shanghai right like just on wins alone in like these kind of semi-meaningless games depending on like at which point of the week you start for, like form wise this says a lot about philly this says magnitudes more about philadelphia and what they can show versus what Chengdu has shown this stage, right? Like, this is the team you want. This is the team that is peaking currently. This this is correct. Philadelphia, Truth Machine, this is the team you want, to Yuska's point. Like, this, this is a team that can do some fireworks. Yep. <sighs> so they live up to it. I'm, I'm a little scared, but still... Sure. Because they, they hurt people, this team hurts people, but I really hope they live up to it. And if they do... They can. That'll be exciting. That'll be so we exciting. Some, we got some games to get into. This is going to be an interesting little bracket to fill out, but we will see what that looks like. <sighs> All right. Well, with that, let's go and get ready to fill out some brackets. Thank you so much for tuning into 247. Spent a lot more time talking about other things because there was news. And um, you've seen the games, guys. Come on. Let's just get ready for the tournament. Let's just, let's just <laughs> get into it. 247, signing out. Peace out. Thank you.